Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centericebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. He's not going to play for us. There's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the most, the most shallow analysis ever. Talking about Tarasenko real quick. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Can his shoulder handle it, though? If that's really the question. To finally see that happen was, uh, I mean, that was one of the fantastic moments of, of my life when, when that final buzzer went in Boston and when I get to get down to the ice and I was able to hoist the Stanley Cup uh, when I was standing on the ice. That was a, a very, very special moment. You know, he would say to me after we'd have a, a beer, he'd say, well, Joe, he said, you really embarrassed yourself tonight. <laughs> that was Dan, and I said, uh, okay. We'll see what uh, what memories uh, Philip Grubauer has from round four. <laughs> Man, I want to punch that guy in the face. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 14 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often-imitated, never-duplicated, tornado-fighting, storm-respecting, 10-time defending podcast champion, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockandthatidlife.com and centerizebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Wednesday, December 15th, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise episode number 332 all-time. To interact with the show, we are on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price. My co-hosts for the big show are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And tonight, we're talking St. Louis Blues hockey. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, all of us attended a Blues game this past week. We Go. certainly we did. did. <laughs> Just not the same one. No. Uh, Bill was at the Blues well, game. Well, two of us did. Right. Two, two, or two out of three. Uh, yeah, Bill was yeah. at uh, Saturday's game versus uh, Montreal. Yes, I was. <clears throat> and, did you, uh, uh, no, I did not did you make the ugly, ugly Ronaldo statue? Did you make that again? No, I, I did not make the Jumbotron this time. Um, <clears throat> I, we were sitting uh, virtually in the same seats as when I did, so I, I kind of halfway expected that they would pick on me again, but they did not. Um, I was, I was wearing um, my. Uh, 2022 winter classic blues jersey this year um <clears throat> my uh my face mask was my habs mask but yeah that wasn't gonna make the jumbo trend so did they use the same was it the same clip in two different games when you were there was that right just one time yeah no no they they recycled that yep um two different games yeah i know the they, game I know that they've... happened yeah. and then yeah, and I would get reports 
you know, <laughs> like into the following preseason. Hey, saw you on the Jumbo Draft. <laughs> uh, speaking of the uh, celebrity lookalikes on the, the doing the Jumbotrons, I mean, every team does this. Uh, when I, Jeff, you saw this on uh, in the game on Sunday, where the I don't know, I think I don't know which it was Star Wars night. Okay, Sunday was, and they had Star Wars characters up there, and I think it might have been Yoda or I forgot who it was, but the guy they showed looked up at the looked at the camera and just double fisted birds, just yep, just like that. I'm like, and I'm like, oh come on, was it kids. was it Anakin? It might have been Anakin. It might have been. I don't know. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. what, what a yeah, dick. what a dick. well, then a bunch of people cheered, and I'm like, that's yeah. come on. I mean, it's like. Uh, uh, I mean, and he wasn't like Star Wars. He wasn't nerds. some dick, you know, seventeen-year-old kid. You know, he was a he was an adult, and he does that. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Come on, there's a shit. It's Star Wars night. There's a shit ton of kids here. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a little silly too. So whatever. Uh, no, I there was a couple good ones though. The Chewbacca one made me laugh. It was just you know they they <laughs> do Chewbacca every year at the Star Wars night. It's always uh, some big hairy guy with a big old beard and scraggly hair. So that was good. Uh, the Yoda one was a kid wearing Yoda years, so the rest of it was really good. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that one that was a little annoying too. I, yeah, I, I was like, oh, I had my kids, there. Yeah. and it's like whatever. Well, and as is tradition with Jeff and Kurt attending the same thing <laughs> yeah. at the same time, uh, we did not even bother to try and see each other. Well, you texted <laughs> me. I didn't see it till way later. And it, it, it's always the same thing when I take my kids to the game because it's constant. I want this. I want that. I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, and in between periods, it's, you know, I have to go to the bathroom and then I want something to eat. Um, and so I'm running in the bathroom and I'm running to get something to eat and I'm all over the place. And so in between second and third, uh, my daughter requested cotton candy. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is a treat for them. You know, I'm going to. I like to get them a few things they want, you know, food wise. My daughter is a huge cotton candy fan. Walked all over the damn place. Not a single. I, I mean, they've they've, just, they've sold it in the past, but uh, not everywhere. There's like one place that might sell it, and I couldn't find it. It was not uh, nowhere to be found. They they have fourteen you know, different places that, to buy beer. But no, yeah, I was gonna no say now that you say that, I I don't think I know where you can get cotton candy in there anymore. It was at like one of those portable kiosk uh, cart things. Uh, Last time I got it, but it was a you know just on a stick, like a half a dozen of them there. This, but yeah, they um they I know they got a baked bear there, which is awesome. If you guys have ever had that, it's literally you get to choose your cookie, and then you get to uh, make an ice cream sandwich, whatever ice cream they have. Well, they, so that's, that's I, was that the right cart? in front of the escalator. Yes, yeah, it's on a cart. I was, that place I was gonna, is great. I, when I couldn't find the cotton candy, I'm like, you know what? I'll get them each an ice cream sandwich. That'll be they'll like that. And so I, I go to look at the line. The line is unbelievable. I mean, it just kept spot. going. It, I mean, yeah. they need a bigger stand with like three or four registers or something. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, There's no way. Um, I saw yep. actually saw Chris Frank in line there. How can you miss him? Right. But oh yeah, he's big. He's a big dude. <laughs> he's the Very tallest person dude. in the entire building, players included. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's six seven. If I remember correctly. Yeah, he's big. Ben so, Bishop sized. Yeah, right. And he's he's all he's like, but he's like two of two of Ben Bishops, you know. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a big he's man. A, you don't mess hulky, with him, hulky man. But he's uh, the big teddy bear, you know. That, it, well, that yeah, dude, every time he, I he see him, hairy. he throws his arms up. He gives me a hug. He's such a sweet man. He is hairy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two teddy bears no, I, each other. I, I, well, yeah, he wasn't I didn't Chewbacca? Even... <laughs> yeah, he no, been. he was not Chewbacca. He really should have been. Um, he's tall enough. I, uh, no, I, uh, the reason I didn't see you is we just, man, it's every time that there, we go to a game, and, and I think Friday's going to be different, we always have these big grand plans of, oh, okay, we're going to take, my son early to drop him off somewhere, you know, uh, whichever grandparents. Then we'll go to Center Ice. Then we'll catch the shuttle. Then we'll go out and do something after. And in the last couple of years, it just has not happened. So we ended up just, you know, things come up. And we ended up not even getting to the game until right uh, after warm-ups. Um, mm-hmm. We sat in our seats plenty of time. Mm-hmm. But well. It was just like, you know, I like to get there early. I like to walk around a little bit and, you know, loosen up my legs and I want to be sitting the rest of the time. And yeah, just uh, things just kept coming up. And so I was we like, didn't. well, I even said, I go, I don't think we'll be seeing Kurt tonight, but we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and we, we went to center ice, took the shuttle, you know, uh, it was great. Walked in, uh, 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 saw Adam and got a, uh, got a beer. My kids got uh, some root beers. Beer. And that was the coolest thing, you know. I'm drinking a root beer in a in a bar. <laughs> you know, kids are. But uh, so I uh, took the shuttle over there. But we and we missed the earlier shuttle, so we got we got there probably ten till seven. So um, we didn't see warm ups. We got there. We we sat down right when the puck was dropping. So it was perfect timing. We so it was we were kind of close and just didn't have time. In between periods, it was just ridiculous. I like I said, I had my kids were very demanding. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. Uh, so the game on Saturday was good, Bill. Uh, yeah, you? it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, you know, the it was hockey night in Canada game, so early for a Saturday, six o'clock start. Um, and they, you know, they got away from the the new tradition of you know since it was canadian team they had the national anthems you know both uh american national anthem and canadian national anthem so they had somebody come out to perform and she started off great and actually got into the french version which you know i i really appreciated that but then she flubbed the lines and it was a national embarrassment for for uh for canada um there's a great screen cap i caught during the game uh somebody posted twitter of alex burrows wincing on the bench and uh yeah so uh, but yeah the game was great i mean the, the, we were uh, six rows off the ice um, and we still somehow almost saw a fight, um, you know, even though we're down there where, you know, usually you don't get the Hoosiers getting into fights, but there was one looking for one and almost happened. So I am watching the Hawks and the Capitals tied four, four, three seconds to go. I think Washington just tied it four, four. They but did, but there's a challenge. They reviewed Oshie offside. And he was in the zone before the puck, but he had possession of the puck right before uh, the puck entered the zone because he reached back for the puck. And you got the call. Yeah, it counted. Yeah, it was. It was yep. uh, that. Uh, that is close. Yeah, that, that was very close. close. I guess because if you, if you have possession, you can proceed the puck, but you have to have possession. Yep. Yikes! Oof. Yeah, that's a close one. And they you know, three seconds to go. They tied it. Holy shit! What a review. Well. 
Yep, that's hey, that's that's how you do it. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about a review later that pissed me off, but uh, yeah, this one that's a great review. Uh, the official beers of episode number three hundred thirty-two. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is C Price Twelve. Jeff says J Ponder ninety-four. Bills is Blue Blue Note thirty-three. Uh, Jeff, what do you have, sir? Well, I mean, uh, technically, I guess I'm going for Bill and I, but I'll let uh, right. Bill speak stream- as well. We're streamlining this segment. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. We we want to move on and talk about the Blues and Stars game. But uh, now tonight I'll be drinking uh, well out of my wonderful St. Louis Blues mug. I don't know why I held that up. Let me grab the bottle. I am drinking uh, Nutcracker from uh, Boulevard. Uh, just uh, yeah, and, and Bill. I mean, I'll let you speak to this too. I, it's it's and yeah, Bill's drinking the same thing. That's why I said that. Um, but yeah, we uh, I. I love the smell of this drink. It's one of my favorite smells of a beer. It's going to sound so lame, especially coming from a guy wearing a Santa jacket. Uh, it smells like Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, it is it's, just a beautiful nutcracker smell. A little nutmeg yeah. in there, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christmas spices. Yeah. All Christmas spices abound. It's it's very good. I love winter warmer ales. Um, you know, Schlafly uh, retired theirs uh, in favor of their uh, uh, what is it? The very berry or the Mary Berry ale Mary that berry. they do now. Yeah, the but their previous Christmas ale was my my favorite. I I would pick up you know a case of that and drink that throughout December. Loved it so much. This is really good. Um, I've, I've been trying some different, uh, you know, just trying to sample different Christmas beers this year. Um, this one is definitely uh, tops of the list so far. So I think a couple of the other ones I've tried, um, I had the one last week, the electric reindeer this is more of a brown ale with ginger. Um, so kind of got to be in the mood for that. And I had one from Rheingeist, which is a Cincinnati brewery um, that it's just kind of a cool, uh, cool can and cool name. It's, they just call it dad and it's, it's a, you know, they make dad jokes on it and yeah, it's, mm. But it's good. Good winter. Good winter beer. So far, out of all of the ones I've had, the the Nutcracker is the one. Did you notice at the top it has mm-hmm. a name? I'm guessing that's mm-hmm. – is it the person who maybe brewed it or the person who bottled it? Um, I'm not sure. I noticed that mine have different names on them. Who's on yours? Yeah, mine too. Uh, this one tonight, I have Stephen Marshall. Mm, I have Blue Lawrence. Oh wow! Yeah, there's. I, I think all of the ones that I have have different names on it. So yeah. I wonder if that's maybe the brewer or if that's somebody who bottled it or that's kind of cool. Maybe just giving a little Christmas shout out to those people. Yeah, if anybody from Boulevard is in our chat, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine is uh, my beer tonight is the vanilla pumpkin beer from O'Fallon. So I'm I'm going uh, seasonal uh, holiday, but a different one. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically a, a beer that I'm trying to, I've got a few in the fridge, so I should probably get rid of these, um, before Christmas, maybe. Probably. I mean, probably it's like wearing white for Labor Day. No pumpkin beer in the fridge come Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unless you're ponder. Right. I was going to say, I, I actually found out that Deerberg's is the spot to still get pumpkin beer. So I went and, uh. After my last paycheck, I went and bought all the pumpkin beer they had left. <laughs> Literally all of it. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, you're yep. like, uh, yeah, that reminds me of, uh, what's the story that, uh, uh, my cousin Jeff, uh, tells Bill, uh, about, uh, on, uh, Friday when people get their paychecks, a certain sub they buy at Subway. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Cause he used to work we, at Subway. We, right. We won't get into that, uh, <laughs> on the public airwaves. So, but, no, yes, just people, but people come in and buy a certain kind of sub on, on paycheck. Right. Oh more yeah. Expensive sub. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you knew when it was paycheck day. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, working in retail, you always need that too. Fridays around like lunchtime when I used to work at Best Buy in the Valley, uh, all the kids my age would come in and I was like, oh, they must have just gotten their paychecks today. And they would just load up, going to date myself here, load up on CDs and DVDs and video games. And, and it's like, yep, they PS1 got paid today. Games. Oh, wait, uh, back in the day, PS2. that would have been, yeah, maybe PS2. I think it. The, two of the systems came out while I was working there. It might have been the PS, wouldn't have been the PS3, would it? I still have a PS2. What what year? I was there from 2005 to 2007, I think. Yeah, PS3 came out, I think, 2007-ish. Uh, yeah. 2006. November 11th, 2006. 2006. Yeah. That's right. I got yeah, mine I, in That would have been the PS3. Yeah. Yep, me too. Um, my PS3 so right in here. the chat, in the chat, we've got Matt Harris saying, I'm drinking a second rodeo. From Lost Forty in Little Rock, so uh, well, it's there's good. His beer it's not his episode. first rodeo. <laughs> you know, I like I like that our listeners tell us what beer they're drinking. I uh-huh. think that's cool. Yeah. So keep that coming. I think that's that's fun. I, I like that they're enjoying beer with us. What kind of what kind of beer there, uh, Matt? Is uh, is the second rodeo? What kind of beer is it? I'm gonna guess an Horse IPA. <laughs> Everything's an IPA. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at SDL Blues History Twitter account, December 15th, uh, 2021 is today's date. December 15th, 2010, Carlo Koliakovo does a face plant into the glass after tripping Valtteri Filippola in the St. Louis Blues 5-2 loss versus the Detroit Red Wings. The Wings did score in that power play. Uh, at least Carlo did score a goal in that game. Uh, if you're from, and not, if you're wondering why this is in today in Blues history, it's because it is, there is no better hockey gift than this. You've all seen it, right? Koliakovo oh, yeah. trips, falls down, slides into the boards, and, a, and it's like a second or two goes by, and his head just pops up <laughs> from the boards. Yep. And, and, and I still, so I told, pain. I told this, told this story when, uh, when we had Carlo on and talked about this. Um, friend, friend of the, the show. show. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> When we had him on, I, 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 I remember hearing, it was Darren Pang on the call. And I remember hearing Darren Pang just like they, they show the replay and he didn't know it was coming. And you just hear Darren Pang like trying to break down the play. Yeah. You know, he, you see Carlo, uh, uh, sliding into the corner there. And I don't know, was it Zetterberg or somebody had the puck? And he's like, yeah, Zetterberg's driving to the net. And then you see Carlo's face just <laughs> and then pop back and, oh. And he goes, and looks like Koliakovo's in some pain there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, 
What else do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> two two of the better gifts have uh, been blues. Uh, Carly Ocovo and the Weidman. Uh, penalty shot. Or the shootout goal. Don't forget shootout about attempt. the Berglund slap shot face And plant. the Berglund slap shot face plant. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, We've had some good ones. <laughs> I, I like the, if you go watch the uh, actual game uh, replay of the Weidman's uh, wipeout on the uh, shootout goal attempt, uh, he there's a pause and they start laughing. <laughs> yeah, broadcasters, pretty funny. Yep, I, uh, I I remember that one very well, and uh, I think I was at that game actually. And uh, my legs have legs is what somebody on YouTube coined that, and I I love that. Dennis Weidman, my legs have legs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, December 15th, 1986, 35 years ago, the sale of St. Louis Blues from Harry Ornest to the group led by Mike Shanahan and the arena to uh, St. Louis City became official. Uh, Harry Ornest made a killing in this deal uh, from what he bought the team for to save the team uh, and didn't have the team that long. Was it five seasons? Something like that? Six? Maybe? Um, and then Mike Shanahan and uh, bought the team. And you, you have to wonder... Um, you know where Shanahan was in the in the process uh, of his life and, and investments to uh, when the Blues were for sale the first time, uh, when Harry Nuss swept in and, and saved the team, and there's like I wonder if Shanahan was where where, where was he at that point? Uh, was he even here? Was he? I mean, because I mean he could have had the Blues for a lot cheaper uh, a few years before. I believe he was coaching the Denver Broncos. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> Not that Mike Shanahan. <laughs> Ah, okay. Sorry. The Mike Shanahan era was fun. Um, lo- local guy, uh, just—I don't know—just uh, yep. a just a good well, time in St. Louis Blues history. The, the winning, the, some fun seasons, brought in some great players. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Wasn't afraid to splash the cash and piss off the old boys network. Yeah. Yeah, a middle a mid market team spending money. I pissed everybody off. Yeah, what the hell? That's not how it works. <laughs> uh, we'll get into the uh, St. Louis Blues play of late, all the injuries, the COVID crap, how the Blues are winning uh, with half a roster after uh, this. Maybe they're taking some ID life. I think that's probably the uh, the explanation for all of this. Uh, so here are some words from ID life. It's safe to say that the burn box from rockinthatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustingest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest, experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the burn box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockin'thatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest He-Man stuffest hombre has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. Now all of you skunks clear out of here. And go over to rockinthatidlife.com. Uh, so, um, want to mention again what we mentioned last week. We've got some Santa-sized savings 
Uh, for anybody interested in rockinthatidlife.com, it's $20 off the retail burn box and $40 instant savings on ID Nutrition. Uh, this is for customers and VIPs only. Uh, in a six-month span, if you sign up for the uh, subscribe and save deal for six months, you save over $360. So that's a very, very big deal, folks. Uh, so if you're interested in getting into the burn box, rockinthatidlife.com. Again, text our friend Dustin and uh, and make sure you uh, uh, talk to him, and he'll give you all the pointers you need to be able to uh, to get into this. And the number, again, for Dustin is 636 636- Three nine three eight seven four five. You like how I was actually prepared this time? Six three six three nine three eight seven four five. That is Dustin. He will walk you through any process you need. Good friend of mine. Tell him let's go blues radio sent you. And uh, well, I say good friend of mine. Good friend of ours, really. Mm-hmm. At this point. Um, so yeah, text Dustin. Let him know that's rockinthatidlife dot com. You know what? Uh, you know what Dustin at uh, ID Life needs. He needs a jingle. What does he need? It's a jingle. A jing- yeah. Yeah. Like a, I was we thinking, write him a jingle. I was thinking that the, uh, you know, the, Fred, the Frederick Roofing people, you, you remember their phone number? Frederick because- Roofing. Frederick Roofing. 645 3000. <laughs> yeah. So you know their number because it's in the jingle. So that's, uh, it's pretty clever. But, uh, yeah, jingles are good. Jingles are fun. And make we'll it sound old. Make it sound old timey. <laughs> we could do that. That's the way to go. We'd have Bill sing it. Yeah. Get that. I'll have get, Sheldon sing it. He's, <laughs> there you go. He's the vocal one of the family. Get the uh, get the Canadian voice actress that did our uh, our part of our intro. Take off hosers. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, so talking about some comments we got in the chat here. First of all, um, uh, Matt Harris uh, trying to make an early bid for uh, comment of the show. I'd love to stay and listen to the podcast, but it's my turn to be called up as the Blues goalie. I hope that's not the case. No offense, Matt. Uh, Ken Morris complimented my great Christmas shirt. I also want to point out, it's not just a Christmas shirt, it's a Christmas jacket, but I'm also rocking the Spider-Man because I am a huge nerd and I am very excited for the uh, Spider-Man movie coming out. So I'll be going to see that on Saturday. You know what my uh, my shirt I got on? You see what I have? I got. I'm supporting the. Oh, look at that! Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery shirt. Mike. The show. God, you. It just makes you look so thin, Kurt. It does. You know, I wear it all the time. That's why you should buy Center Ice Brewery gear, folks. Makes you look thinner. Yeah. Also, you know why he's thinner is because he uses Rockin' That ID Life. I do. I do. The the pina colada tied in both your sponsors. Good. Pina colada, yeah. quite good. Uh, uh, let's see. Winning Unlimited says he's drinking Mother's Brewing Company's Winter Grind Coffee Stout. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I Ken think Morris. that's been a beer of the show for me once. It has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Uh, Ken Morris, New Egg and Best Buy are two of my go-to places for computer hardware upgrades. Got six yep. PCs, all home built by me. Six PCs well, in your house? Nice. That's impressive. Hey, you doing some uh, some Bitcoin mining? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's got to be it. <laughs> I mean, what else would you use six PCs for in your house, right? Unless you have six uh, kids. Matt Harris also adds. Go ahead, I, I was going to make the joke that he's he's still doing that uh, SETI screensaver searching for <laughs> real life. There you go. I used to do that. Uh, that's yeah. Fun. There you go. 
Doing our uh, part. Matt also adds he's all over the the YouTube chat tonight. Uh, by the way, next time I drive up for a game, if any of y'all want any Arkansas beer, just let me know. Uh, Matt, I will just go ahead and say you can go ahead and plan on that. Yeah. Next time you're in town, bring some beer with you. We'll uh, we'll give you some Let's Go Blues Radio swag or something uh, to make up for it, and obviously we'll pay you. But uh, yeah, that uh, that sounds awesome. Let's let's make that happen. We'll do a do a centerized beer swap. Yeah, definitely do that. Mm, something like that. Um, and then Mary Woodruff Ponder, my mother, over in the Facebook chat says, "Hi guys, hello, hello, Jeff's mom, hello, mom Ponder. Mom's always got to get her uh, airtime, <laughs> <laughs> just like her son. That's right. <laughs> got to be noticed. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Hence the jacket. <laughs> I was gonna say." You're right. I think I'm sporting that pretty good this show. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Uh, so the uh, St. Louis Blues, uh, uh, winning with half a roster, uh, doing it with smoke and mirrors. Uh, they, the Blues COVID case count this season. Um, I didn't add this up, but uh, Brandon Saad, four games. O'Reilly, four games. Huso, eight games so far. Clifford. Uh, seven games. Krug, six games. Mikola, five games. Bozak, seven games. Bennington, six. Fox, six. Plus, plus they have Shen, Thomas, Perron, Wallman, Costin, Neal, and, and Huso currently on, out on uh, injured, either LTIR or IR or just out. That's so. actually 674 games I just counted. <laughs> it seems like it. Mm-hmm. Good. But these- you have to subtract. You have to subtract the Clifford games off because those really count. Oh, 672. Right, right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Still, technically, that's what it is. But, yeah, they just keep on winning and keep getting points. It uh, doesn't seem to matter how many players go on COVID protocol or get hurt. Uh, the guys they call up, they just keep doing it. Uh, going 4-0-2 in their last six and 6-1-3 and in their last ten. And they kind of need this because the uh, the teams behind them, Nashville and Colorado, are winning. They've won each one five in a row. Um, they both the one's like seven one and two, one's like six two and three, something like that, or six two and one, whatever it is, six two and two. Um, yeah, they're all playing well. So if I mean if if not for the the great play of the folks, the Blues, the players, the Blues brought up the call ups or, or the young kids, uh, the Blues are in third or probably sitting out of the playoffs uh, right now. Uh, you got Charlie. Yeah, and- I was going to say not even the players. I was going to say the fact that they've played shorthanded twice, yeah. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And and guys getting injured in games to where they have to end games with 17, 16 mm-hmm. guys. I mean, it's it's impressive as hell what this team's doing. I mean, the the call-ups and the, the, the notable con- contributors have been Charlie Lindgren, obviously, uh, Logan Brown, Dakota Joshua, Nathan Walker, my God, uh, Billy Nathan Huso. Walker. <sighs> Billy Huso Man. before he got hurt. Uh, I think I said I think I I think I might have mentioned this before I don't know but on my ice hockey team I actually have two Australians on the roster uh which is very odd to have two Australians and they both and, and listen I know that that you know obviously they had already heard of Nathan Walker they knew who he was but they are so excited to play hockey now like literally <laughs> one of the guys came to the bench last night and he said I got to score a goal I got to summon my inner Nathan Walker and I'm like Isn't that funny so awesome to see how excited these guys are, you know, and it's just everyone, you know, I mean, the, the kid's amazing. He's, he's killing it out there. It's funny what, uh, what rallies people, you know, 
kind yep. of country pride, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then John Gillies too, who was uh, signed for the one game, um, so we didn't have to use an e-bug, and he was fantastic, um, stopping thirty-six of thirty-nine and getting a a, a well-earned point versus a, a very good Ducks team. Um, and he well, it was the second game in the back-to-back starts, uh, back-to-back uh, games the Blues had to give Lincoln a rest. So, I mean, up and down the lineup, uh, like you said, shorthanded. Um, and these guys who none of them were, except for Huso, were on the team to start the season. And yep. uh, they're all huge reasons why this team is uh, in second place right now. It's crazy. We we mentioned it last yeah. week. Logan Brown sitting on the uh, the second power play and mm-hmm. playing on the top line right now and looking very comfortable with Ryan O'Reilly. Um, guys like Dakota Joshua getting penalty kill minutes and big, big moment minutes too. Um, and I mean, what else can you say about uh, Charlie Lindgren? He's been fantastic. But I, I, I mean, these guys have just been... They're so motivated, and you see this. You know, you see guys a lot will come up and have a good game, like one, two good games, because they're so motivated to play. These guys aren't giving up. They're they're here to stay. They want to keep their spot. They're they're battling because they they know the minute these guys are coming off COVID, they're getting sent back down. They want to make the Blues think twice about that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The first time that Walker was called up, he played well. Yeah, he was he was a, he was a good player, a good contributor. Not like he is this time. Uh, was it two years ago that he was called up? Yeah, two or th- yeah. Um, was, was the star of the game one of the games, and that's when the whole the, he was the, the whole uh, Foster's logger and the right. back jokes and stuff happened. Um, yeah, yeah, had to be star of the game to get that interview with Pang. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. right. But that cringy, it, cringy interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it uh, and he, but he's played much better this time uh, than last time. And I, you know, he hasn't played a lot in the NHL, but he's been very good when he's been up here. So, uh, I mean, this is a second showing um, where he's played well. It makes you wonder um, what his chances would be to stay. You know, uh, after everyone comes back. I mean, what do you what do you do? I mean, out of all the play, out of all the players that have been called up. I think Walker is the guy, to me, uh, the skaters, that would be the the guy that you would want to consider keeping. Uh, you know, I mean, Logan Brown was it for a while. Um, he's still been good, but I mean, Walker's just tearing it up. Yeah, he's yeah. been he's been great. It's not even just scoring goals either. He's all over the ice. He's in the right position. He's forechecking. He's battling on the boards, uh, and he's a smaller guy, and he's he plays like a big guy. Um, you know, you didn't even mention in this, which we'll we'll talk about him here, but uh Alexei Torpchenko yeah. comes in, first shift, almost scores a goal. Yeah. I mean Crossbar. this this is insane seeing seeing the kind of productivity you're getting out of these guys. And he was noticeable. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's it's just it you didn't expect when this season started that there would be many call ups unless you know we got into a, a crazy injury situation and it's awesome seeing Baruby have to embrace it and utilizing these guys and doing it in such an effective manner. I mean, that 
having the guys, you know, that, that have the chemistry from playing in Springfield um, is just, you know, it's awesome to watch that, you know, I hated, and I know we'll get to, to the, to it in a minute. I hated that uh, Torpchenko's rebound put in by Pekka didn't count, but man, they just looked awesome. I mean, and Torpchenko's another guy who's six, six and isn't afraid to throw the body. Uh, he looked. He didn't look out of place for his first game. No, he's got. He's way quicker than I thought he was too. He's got some speed for being such a big dude. To- they, they they put on the screen all those six six or bigger guys. Um, yeah. Blues, if, if if they're dressing Logan Brown and Torpchenko, and they're a they're a big team. Yeah, yeah. Pareko and Pareko. John Gillies <laughs> before yeah. he got moved. Right. True. Yeah, he was on the screen last night for a sec. So. Um, where are we at here? Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, before before we talk about the game last night, I just want to add real quick with the game we went to. Obviously, the the Montreal game was great. Uh, the the Red Wings game with Walker getting the hat trick was fantastic. But um, John Gillies, uh, you know, we're gonna sing his praises here for a second, even though he's not really a blue anymore. Um, I was very impressed by his game, and I'm really happy. I think it was Luke Korak that said on Twitter, you know, he goes from an AHL tryout to start the year to now he's, you know, a rostered player for the New Jersey Devils. Um, And a big part of that was just, again, that commitment, the battle that was in him that wants to stick around. Uh, He was so good on Sunday. He really impressed me. And I, I thought, Man, the Blues have a very tough decision here with Bennington coming back soon. Somebody said, do you carry three goalies? And I'm like, I don't want to say yes, but (laughs) I mean, my God, these guys are fantastic. They're all playing great. Yeah. Well, and and I think, I think, I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit because I think there's a lot of been a lot of talk on, on social media about, you know, Trading Huso or uh, you know and and letting Lindgren. I mean, like oh, 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 hold on. I mean, I love and appreciate the 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 great goaltending we've received from Lindgren. In a small sample size, size. Okay, so let's. I would not. I would not trade away either the 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 goal you brought up in the system, and uh, and has now started playing really really well. You know that you've you've watched and and, and monitored over the past few years. Uh, for a, for a guy that you've had for uh five games, four games. So yeah, I, let's yeah. not. Uh, I want to hear Billy Huso is not to say. Yeah, Billy Huso is not Chad Johnson, right? He's not the yeah. the weak link that you want to see shipped out. Um, right. You know, I you always want to have depth and goal, and you know mm-hmm. Charlie Lindgren. You know he's playing. You know just playing for pride and playing to show that Montreal made a mistake trading for Jake Allen and, you know, not, uh, not going to him. And uh, it, it was, it was awesome to see him uh, shove it in their face and awesome to see him revel in that. I, that that's one of my favorite moments of the season so far. Um, just the excitement from the, the two interviews that he got to do where, you know, the first time when they said, you know, they asked him uh, about playing Montreal, it's like, yeah, you don't have to tell me we're playing Saturday night. I know who we're playing. 
<laughs> and then after you know getting the uh, the star of the game um, uh, in the Montreal game and getting the interview and you know him throwing the um, you know it's freaking great, uh, just uh, it's great. I, I just it, it's it's you know he he's uh, just very very much um, you know uh, goalies are usually considered aloof and you know not not always the easiest uh, on the team to grasp onto and say, yeah, I love this guy, but man, Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, I, he's a lot. Uh, he's, he's, he's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He's a Brian Curtis in the, in the Facebook chat. I just want to add a, he adds, I would let sideburns play a little more. And I think we're going to mm-hmm. see that. Well, yeah, yep. until mm-hmm. Huso comes back, but and, and in reality, you're really not going to get uh, a lot. For in a trade for a guy like Huso, unless he's part of a package deal, um, which I, I don't I don't think they're trading Huso anyway. Um, no, but uh, I, if they're going to trade somebody, it's going to be uh, a Lindgren or uh, you know a trade a sell high, right? Um, it, mm-hmm. I mean, but but again, you're not going to get much for him at all, um, and unless you put him as part of a package deal for a you know a big stay at home defenseman, which the team would like to have, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's 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 funny. Um, I think uh, with goaltending comments are online or, ooh, if you want to get if you want to get irritated, uh, read any <laughs> team any team's fans' comments on on goaltending. It'll make you pull your hair out. Um, I will say, and I've I've said this. I mean, shit. Uh, since I really really got into following the game and trying to report on the Blues, there's more good goalies then there are jobs in the NHL. And and that's why we're seeing a guy like Charlie Lindgren, who's an AHL goalie, let's face it, he's still considered an AHL goalie at this point, going out and being a gangbuster for the uh, for the Blues, for an NHL, a good NHL team. Um, it's it's just that, that, you know, 20 years ago, easily, 30 years ago, easily, he gets, he gets a backup job somewhere, maybe even be a starter somewhere. But... There's just there's too much competition in net. There's only 64 jobs in the NHL for a goaltender, um, and there's just as many jobs in the AHL. But you know, you could look at a guy again. We, we're seeing it with Charlie Lindgren, but we've seen it before with a guy like. Um, now I know he kind of was a flash in the pan, but uh, 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 the Hamburglar Hammond. Hammond. Yep. Hammond. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that guy came up out of the AHL out of nowhere. I mean, and let's think about the biggest example, Jordan Biddington. He mm. was really, to me, kind of left off the Blues' radar in terms of goaltending, and then they call him up, didn't want to play him for a month when he was called up. That he comes me. in, all of a sudden he wins a damn Stanley Cup. God, that annoyed me because Jake Allen was not playing well at that time. No, and like, he was ti- It was clear he was yeah, exhausted. Yeah, he's playing so many games. He's not playing well. He's tired. I'm like play Bennington a game. My God, get him in there. Get, him, get Allen some rest. They yeah, finally did. I mean, that's not even a knock on Allen. It's like, dude, this guy is getting killed out there. He's tired. You can see it. Yeah. You can see it in his post-game interviews. Right, but they couldn't. Well, it, right. So Bennington was up for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't rely on Chad Johnson. They put him in there, and he'd give up. You know, a trickle, a trickle back pass from the point would go in on the guy. Um, so they had to. But yeah, to your point, they 
in, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think we all love the narrative, you know, that, that how it played out and, you know, the, the magical start in Philly and that's, you know, that was the beginning of the end of the story. And so, but yeah, you have to have depth and goal and it's yeah. paid, paid huge dividends for the blues in 19 and this year again. And we talked about a lot in the past about how fickle goaltending is and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lindgren, as well as he's played, I mean, he, he's not in stone. I mean, he could, he could come back down to earth easily. Um, oh, yeah. so, I mean, it's, it, it's not, I, I, I would, I don't, I don't understand, uh, the trade Huso mindset right now or when he comes back and he's healthy, trade Huso, go with Lindgren as a backup after four games. We've seen him for four games and he's played, how many games he played in the NHL? 25, something like that. 29. Uh, total. That's it. It's not. Yeah. It's not it. It's a small sample size, and we can't. Goaltending is so fickle. Uh, from game to game, week to week, uh, season to season. You don't don't go putting all your eggs in the backup for Lindgren right now. It's just that makes sense. Right. Right. It's you know it, it, it. Nobody has tape on them. Right. And they'll there will be tape. At this point, though, shoot. You know, he's not giving up goals, so it's it's hard to find a weakness. And he's been great. Somebody will find it and exploit it. So, but yeah, and he, I mean, he's been great. Right, right. right. He's, he's been, been great. Right, him while he's sound. Hot. Yeah, I don't think you can ask more of a goalie, any goalie. I mean, to to play the way he's played, he's putting up league leading numbers uh, in the four games mm-hmm. he's played in. Right. Uh, but again, it's four games, so let's you know cautiously optimistic well, about his it. future. What? One of the people who has been kind of the most, one of the more active people on social media, who's been leading that push of, you know, let's trade Billy Huso right now. And it, he was a guy who back when Jake Allen was traded to the Montreal Canadiens, he said, why not? What they couldn't even get Charlie Lindgren in that deal. And everybody else was like, dude, that guy sucks. Why do you want Charlie Lindgren? He's awful. You know? And it's like, now he's at this point where it's like, oh, see, I told you. Okay, okay, buddy. Okay, no. guy. I'm, well, it's four games. It's four games. Yep. Uh, so prior to Tuesday night's game in Dallas, uh, the Blues made a series of moves. Perron was placed on LTIR retroactive to the to November twenty seventh, which was cap related, uh, not because he's suffered a setback or anything. Uh, Thomas and Shen were placed on IR. They activated Bozak and Falk off COVID protocol for Tuesday's game. Uh, recalled Forex a uh, forward. Alexei Toropchenko uh, from Springfield, uh, who is 22, was originally drafted by the Blues in the fourth round, number 113 overall of the 2017 draft. Uh, this season, he's six foot three, 200 pound forward, has collected nine points, five goals for assists, and 10 penalty minutes in 22 games with the Thunderbirds. I believe he's six foot six. Oh, that came right from the Blues website. So the article they wrote. So I just copied it. So. Yeah, well, it did say it go. did say on the, it did say on the game six six, didn't it? So if, if that's true, this is a typo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it says on the NHL site they have him listed as six six. So right. I'm gonna Th- trust. This that. is off the article that was written. Right. No, so, I know they yeah. they got it wrong. Yeah. This is why they need STL Blues history checking everything they put they out. Do they do? Mm-hmm. That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Nice reference. Slapshot reference. Um, so the Blues beat the Stars 4-1 to one last night. Lindgren got the start in this game for St. Louis. Ottinger for the Stars. Um, 
Both Sars- from the same hometown. Did you know? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Right. They, they talked about that. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Lakeville, Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, which the pride of well, Lakeville, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a big hockey town. So that's uh, that's awesome. But yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, that's crazy. Uh, you rarely see two guys in net from the same hometown, like same state, sure, same province, sure, same hometown, crazy. Stars had won eight straight home games coming into Tuesday night's uh, game, but had lost the last three games on the schedule, which uh, all came on the road. Uh, the game was scoreless after the first period. It was a good period. I, that, I thought this was a fun start to this game. Uh, good, good hockey in the first period. Uh, good goaltending. Uh, no score. Each team had a power play. Both teams uh, killed it off. Um, the only thing that I'll take away that I didn't like, which I mentioned earlier in the show, is I, I, I know a bitch about on the show before. The whole review process is so stupid to me. And that came in the and first I get, period. I get, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. verifying. Yeah, yeah, it happened pretty early too, right? Like it wasn't about six or seven minutes into the period. Um, yeah, it's, uh, for those who didn't see it, uh, uh, kicked off uh, Matthew Pekka. I was going to call him Michael Pekka. I know. <laughs> uh, kicked Matthew Pekka uh, directed the the puck in with a skate, uh, which you know that's interpretation whether it was a kick or not. Um, just... But it, it and then so they so so first it, it wasn't was a goal, kick. Right? I I agree with the referee that it was not a kick. It hit. I thought it hit his leg, and then he kicked. I thought it hit his leg, bounced off, and then he kicked as a reaction. I thought it was I off thought, his leg before he. Kicked I it. thought that was no different than the the Vegas Golden Knights goal. Yeah, but that, that was a bad about. But that was a bad call months ago. That was a bad call. Uh, yeah, but they called that one a goal. Uh, no, no, he, he I didn't think that no, was a goal. He, well, he he kicked that one. I thought this one, this one, the puck hit his leg, then bounced off, and then he kicked as a reaction. That's the way I took it. Because it, it, if you look, it bounces off his leg before he kicks. That's well, that's it's irrelevant, right? Because right. it was called offside. So the way that whole process goes is. Well, first of all, the referee I thought was hilarious when he comes on the mic and and he like he turns on his mic and then he goes, "So wait, was that good or bad?" Like he, like he didn't know if it was a good goal or not. <laughs> and so I guess they yelled back over and he goes, "Oh, we have a good goal on the play." And uh now Dallas is challenging for uh offside Outside. and then they take the goal away. Yeah. And and I again, take the onus off the of fucking coaches. Just have Toronto review every goal like they say they do and say, we're reviewing this for a possible offside and a possible kick. Boom. Done. You don't have to waste 10 minutes of my time to have two reviews on the play. It's really no, it's really no different than, than they review close plays on the goal line anyway. If they, if a, if a puck, uh, if the referee says the puck doesn't go in and play continues, you, you'll, you'll every once in a while, the horn will blow. Because Toronto will call back and say, ah, that was a goal. We're going back. So they, they stop play and they award the goal. It's, it's no different. They review all kinds of stuff around the goal anyway. So why not why not have them? I, I agree with you um, to have Toronto uh, do that. And, and uh, I, I have no problem with that. That's that's fine. As long as it doesn't take, you know, they're not going back five minutes in game time. Well, and that's what I'm saying is, is you know, and I think, again, there needs to be some kind of time limit or, you know, uh, terms of hockey play, you know, 10 seconds before the goal, we can review anything. Anything that happens, you know, it's open interpretation. But, yeah, when they're like, you know, 
oh yeah, if they were like, oh yeah, so they came in the zone two minutes ago, and uh, which can happen in the NHL, they came in the zone two minutes ago. Uh, Puck never left the zone, but they came in offside, so we're gonna call that call back. That's the kind of shit that drives me fucking crazy. Like at that point, it's probably on the defensive team for not clearing the puck, right? Like at some point, they had a chance to clear, and they probably didn't in that span. But you're still rewarding that defensive team, even though they fucked up. Likely, you know, it, there's just so many things wrong with the review. It just it drives me crazy. I would prefer they just completely remute, remove the challenge and really any type of review, unless it's like a blatant thing like a kick or it hitting the top netting and bouncing down and they didn't blow it, whatever. <clears throat> review, re- yeah. re- get rid of it all, and then let's figure out a new system because this is driving me fucking crazy. Well, Toronto yeah, could review. I... Go ahead. Yeah, I Toronto could review, but I don't I don't want that. I want there to be a, I want the coach to be able to have a say and and have a risk in it. I I like the current setup. Um, you know, go back to the the player talking about in Vegas, right? It clear distinct kicking motion and it doesn't get overturned. And the whole night I'm thinking, eh, it's cuz you know, Chris King fell asleep back in Toronto cuz this is a West Coast game. Right. The, mm-hmm. it, it, it seems to happen that way a lot that calls late in games on the West Coast just don't get the right review. So, you know, that they're why why have Toronto be responsible for all of that? Give the coaches a say, allow them to do it, but make sure that they're risking something when they do it. You know, I think one of the frustrating things from this play is that from the the Blues perspective, right, the the fact that the um, the kicking motion was challenged by the NHL, right, or by by the refs themselves gave Dallas the opportunity to go through frame by frame and conclusively say that was offside so they could easily challenge, um, you know, that, but same thing happens on the other end of the ice. The blues have the same opportunity. I think it's fair. I like it. Keep it. I wonder because Toronto, like I said, Toronto does review all players around the goal line anyway, to see if the puck goes in. And if it does, and didn't call it and play keeps going, they'll call down and they'll say, stop play this was a goal. Um, so just to play devil's advocate here, why is that part of the system, but they can't review actual goals on their own? You know what I mean? Like they're reviewing, agree. they're reviewing pucks around the goal line that don't go in, but they, that, and they'll call down and stop the game uh, to say a goal is awarded, but they're not allowed to review an actual goal that goes in on their own without a challenge from a coach, which is interesting to me. I, I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of curious as to why that is because it seems rather arbitrary as far as why one's allowed and one isn't. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not arguing for one or the other. I can see the benefits of both. I, uh, I, I don't mind the current system and, but I, I think the, I think Toronto reviewing everything would be, would be okay too. But I just, I'm wondering why there's, why one's allowed and one isn't. I think it's just that it's written to the rules, right? That that there's a, a coach's challenge for this, so it has to be initiated by a coach's challenge. 
Right. right? I, I, I know that, but I, I don't know why the, they say the league can review goals that don't go in, but they can't review ones that do go in on their own without, you know, that, that's like if a goal is awarded and no one catches anything from the other team, uh, they can't call down and say, Hey, this is a, this is not a goal because of this happened. So I, it's, 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 I, I never really thought about it before until recently. Um, and it's just kind of interesting as to why that exists the way it does. Uh, well, uh, getting away from that, I'll just add, we already mentioned Torpchenko. Who was on the ice for what could have been the first Blues goal? Uh, Matthew Pekka, Dakota <laughs> Tor- Joshua, Torpchenko. Alexei Torpchenko. Yeah. I mean, and Tor- Torpchenko's shot, that was a bomb. That was a great mm. one-timer. I mean, just, again, goes to show that the, how hard these guys are playing to try and stay in the lineup. And hopefully it's not a thing where they're playing over their heads right now trying to stay in the lineup. Hopefully this is a, uh, they're this good now, and they're still young, and they're going to get better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. except for, I mean, Walker's not really young, uh, but, uh, you know, a couple of other guys are. Logan Brown eh, is kind of young, and uh, Torpchenko's young. So, I mean, hopefully it's a thing where they're only going to get better. Uh, the stars did score first in this game. Uh, nothing in the first period. Like I said, uh, nothing for most of the second, this game late in the second period. Uh, Riley Damiani, 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 uh, in his first NHL game, his NHL debut scores his first career goal and puts Dallas up one, nothing long shift for the blues. Um, lots of good pressure from the stars. Uh, blues look tired. I know Mikla and Pareko were, uh, Bunched up on the slot uh, when the pass came across, the cross-ice pass. Uh, not really immediately covering anybody. Uh, tired, you could tell. Um, leaving Damiani open back door. Klingberg worked his way toward the corner, slid a pass across, had an open lane. Uh, and then uh, Damiani settles the puck and, and roofs it. Nice shot over Lindgren. And Lindgren got over great. I thought he did a good getting over, but uh, it was a good shot. I mean, that's a tough one to stop. I mean, you bad angle, bad-ish angle. Lindgren slides over. He's low, right? And uh, he just puts it top shelf. Yeah, I think um, I was listening to the Stars feed for a little bit. And um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Color analyst Daryl Ray. Uh, Daryl Ray brought up a good point. Um, He said, you know, on that play with uh, Klingberg feeding him across the crease like that, a lot of guys, the first thought they have, especially in their first NHL game, they get the jitters. And it's just, I just got to get this on net. And, you know, a lot of times they would probably just throw it right in, right low and hope that it doesn't hit his leg pad. Uh, Damiani, the way he, he looked and he saw, I can, I need to roof this and put it top shelf. That was a beautiful play, beautiful pass. And yeah, like you said, tired, tired blues on the ice. They just looked like they had nothing in the tank at that point. Um, that's just. I want to point and say Pareko, Bacola, one of you's got to cover this guy, but at the same time, you have it's one of those goals I think you have to give a little credit to Dallas, keeping it in the zone, and uh, Damiani uh, making a great uh, finish on that play. And this yeah, goal came... It was a... I was going to say, it was, just, it was a great, great heads-up play by uh, Robertson to, to pick Sod's pocket. He caught mm-hmm. Sod sleeping, and right. that puck stayed in the zone when it should have got out. Uh, and it came about 20 seconds or so ish uh, after uh, Lindgren made a couple of good saves, um, really yeah, nice yeah. kick save. Um, and then Saad couldn't get the puck out. Um, 
on the near boards. And you always hate to see that when a goal is scored uh, shortly after a really good save. Uh, you For some reason, you want that buffer <laughs> after a really, really good save. You don't want the other team to score for a while. You want that and think about that save for a while. But, you know, scoring a well, goal and that's, after that great save almost negates that great save, right? Yeah, um, right. And it's like you don't even get the replay. Like, you know, yeah. it, goalie makes a great save, you'll get a couple replays. You maybe get a commercial, come back for commercial, there's another replay of that great save. You're not going to get that after a goal. You know, yeah. maybe you'll get one look if it's the the team that got scored on. Hey, let's show you how great of a save the goalie made. But uh, it led to this goal, and you're not going to see that save again. Uh, just over a minute later. A fantastic response from the Blues. Preco ties it at 1-1. Uh, good pressure by St. Louis uh, after the Stars went up one nothing. Kind of a broken play. Blues were buzzing around. Uh, a couple of partial chances and whiffs. Uh, Tarasenko's stick was checked as he shot, uh, which sent the puck sliding wide of the net. Preco had circled behind the net after a previous chance he had and was on the back door to flip in, flip in a backhand shot uh, into the open side. Huge goal, um, not only because it was late in the second period. The late goals were big. But it was to tie it up, and it came only a minute after uh, the Stars went up one nothing. Big goal, huge goal. Yeah, yeah. Was... don't want to be down going to the third. That's for sure. Yep. Get it back right yeah. away. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Dallas was was buzzing. Uh, the The team was playing great, and the fans were going nuts. It was one of those okay, like it, despite what Bill just said, you're thinking. Let's just make sure we're not going down two nothing. Let's keep this one nothing going into the third period, and we got a chance. Now, how about we just go out there and score a damn goal? Uh, that was just a, a great response by the Blues and Pareko. You know, party is thinking, "What the hell is he doing there?" But you know, I know we've he, we've not been the biggest fans of Pareko this season. Uh, but I'll say that I mean his hockey IQ is so up there. He's such a smart guy on the rink. And, uh, you know, he, he's just always in the right spot, at least offensively. And he makes great plays like that one. And, and it was a huge play for the Blues at the time. I have no problem with him being back there. I, he, he does that. He'll, he'll, he's done, he's scored wraparound goals. He's scored, you know, goals uh, around the sides of the net like that before. I, I have no problem with him pinching as long as somebody covers for him, you know, while he's doing that. Um, I have zero problems with him doing that because he's, he's big. He's lanky. He's got that reach for the, for the wraparound. Um, and he's good with the puck. He's he's a he's a guy that can put the puck in like he just like he did. So I have no problem with him. But and and, and he's fast. He can get back. I was gonna say he he's not slow to where he's like. Uh, no offense to Robert Bortuzzo, but that's Bortuzzo up there. You're thinking there's no way he's right. gonna get back in time if there's a if there's a rush. Well, Pareko can get back quickly if he needs to. Lots of comments about how this was Pareko's best game of the season, and I think that's probably fair. Um, he played really well this game. Uh, after, you know, he, I think he started off the season pretty well um, as mm-hmm. the, the team, 5-0. and oh. uh, But he's had a rough go. Uh, could be his pairing with Scandella for a chunk of the season. He's not helping him any uh, when Scandella was struggling, is struggling. Um, I think he's much better than the way he's played this season. Uh, I'll, you know, I and I'm wondering now if he is going to reach the height of – play that we thought he was going to get to a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? It's just, I think I'm not, I'm, cause I mean, I don't think anybody ever expected him to replace Petrangelo. Right. But uh, he was, I think, but he was going to be the number one after Petrangelo left. And 
uh, need to see more consistent play out of him. Last night was a great game. And it'd be nice if those games happened more often for him, and they mm-hmm. haven't. So I agree. Uh, early in the third period, Justin Falk gives the Blues the lead. Falk puts the puck on net with some traffic. Um, rather innocent shot, and uh, had it not been tipped, Whoa. It's probably. Sorry, what? I'm 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 watching the Coyotes. So I'm not too. sorry to interrupt you, Coyote. Yeah, there's a Phil Kessel's in a fight at the end of the game. Oh yeah, like an actual two. drop your gloves fight. That was crazy. Three two Rangers and uh, yeah, it is. Well, there was a hot dog they were fighting over. That's oh, what I was, was going to say. Someone threw a hot oh, dog yeah, on the ice. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Give me it's mine. That was crazy. I just I never seen him that aggressive. That was crazy. Him and Pat Maroon are are not the uh, the picture of fitness for the you know, for NHL. And, and you don't want to follow in their in their footsteps because I'd love to not. see them on like on the ESPN body issue. <laughs> not, it's, it's not the pat. It's not the mold for success, really. <laughs> um, but they made it work. Good for them. Uh, but uh, Falk puts the puck on net with some traffic. Uh, it was a rather innocent shot. Had not been tipped. Uh, the puck grazed off Sagan's stick uh, and over Ottinger. Um, good things happen when you put the puck on net, I think. Um, and this early goal in the third, combined with a late goal in the second, bang, bang, the Blues are up 2-1. to one. Um, and the Stars were something like they won four out of five games or 4-0-1 or 4-1 when they were leading going into the third period this, uh, this season. So uh, they had confidence in the third period, and the Blues uh, just you know a couple minutes in just uh, scored to uh, go up two to one, and all of a sudden, within about what six minutes of gameplay or so, uh, the Blues had the lead. So hard to tell if it hit Walker's well, stick on the play. I, I, they, they were trying to replay it, but you know after it went in, Walker points to Falk, right? Yeah, and yeah. and that's hockey. That's hockey lingo for that's your goal. I didn't touch it. Yep. Yeah, that so, was yours. I didn't touch. Yep. Right. Yep. I know that one. Um, no, I, and I'll just uh, say uh, uh, that just shows to go. Yeah. Just shows to go. Yeah. The uh, when you score a goal late and and you take away that momentum from the stars. I know a lot of people uh, may not agree that you know momentum carries over from period to period, uh, and maybe it doesn't. But you at least have that confidence coming into the third. When you're tied one one as opposed to down one nothing after a late goal, and uh, that just that they came out with confidence and Falk put that puck on net and and like you said just had eyes went in and uh, you know I don't know if that goal goes in if they don't score late in that second period so uh, just good stuff to see and like you said put the puck on net that's always the right decision. I mean there was some traffic there there was a Blues player there it was covered in front but still I mean. He's looking for a rebound or just whatever, you know, a tip deflection. He's not, he's not looking to score there, and it did. It got tipped. So, it, good things happen. It happens all the time. You see it happen all the time against us. So it happens for us here occasionally. And O'Reilly gives the Blues some breathing room with eight and a half to go on the power play. So from the side of the net, uh, Barbashev finds Tarasenko far side, middle of the circle, who shoots. His shot uh, was blocked. Ottinger goes out to cover it up, but uh, O'Reilly's in the slot and pokes at it right before. Ottinger can smother it, and it's uh, it goes towards the net. Lind- uh, Lindell tries to make the save, but it kicks it in, and you hate to see it, right? Maybe if, maybe if Lindell had dove on the ice or something, it would have uh, affected the play differently. You know what's funny <laughs> is, like, everyone tells me that that is just not his game, and that was just so off-color for him. But it's like, 
that's all Blues fans can remember when they see that guy. And well, rightfully so. Well, that was on a huge that stage. Was one of the most egregious dives I've ever seen. Two. Two. And it was and it was on a huge stage. You know, that's a yeah. that's a that's a big series. Mm-hmm. Um and then Tarasenko uh, seals the deal with a power play goal just over a minute remaining. Uh, Dallas was pressing the issue a bit, trying to get the puck, probably trying to maybe pull their goalie uh, once they get possession to uh, down by two. Um, but the Blues played keep away, worked the puck around. Dallas's box was moving. They're chasing a little bit, uh, and Tarasenko's wide open. Bushnevich to Barbashev, cross-eyes to Tarasenko, puts it by Islanders' glove for his ninth of the season. Game over, stuck at Dallas. <laughs> What a, uh, a a shock this season, boys. Vladimir Tarasenko scored in the third period. Yeah, two games now, right? Second goal? It uh, Was that his first no, or he's... second? It was second. In the third? Yeah, I thought he had one before this. Bill, no, you're he's muted. had... You're, you're muted. Yeah, Bill, we don't hear you. No, every one of his goals, except for the one before this one, was in the third yeah. period. The... Yeah, oh, he's right, only right, had right, one, right. one non-third period goal. You had it backwards. Yeah. You're right. Uh, so another super impressive performance by uh, Mr. Lindgren. Uh, unreal what he has come in and done. We talked about him before. Um, he's the second Blues goalie to win his first four decisions with the team. The other. This Rich Perron. This was mentioned on ESPN Radio this morning, uh, part of their trivia with Randy Carricker. There's only been one of the Blues goalie to win his first four decisions with the Blues. Do you know who it is? Uh, let's see. First for Chris Osgood. Um, I know this. I know this. I know I've heard this. Um, I'm gonna give you. A, I'll give you a hint. Reinhard Davis. It's kind of a. It's kind of a. It's kind of a trick hint. Uh, white white goalie mask. It's not Ryan Jake Miller, Allen, is it? Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Oh, Ryan Miller. He was okay. good with the white goalie mask, but he sucked after he got it painted. <laughs> Remember that? That's true. <laughs> yep. I do remember that. Uh, no, man. Uh, Lindgren is just, he's, let's put it like this. He's everything we were hoping Ryan Miller would be. Yeah. Well, uh, he's, he's, he's hoping, he's everything everybody hopes their goalie would be. Yep. He's been really yeah, good. Yeah, he's. So far. Uh, Chucky Sideburns, right? That's that's what uh, Hanger's yeah. been calling what, him. Okay, I, well, <laughs> the the weird obsession with uh, uh, body hair that um, I'm not sure if it's league wide, but uh, Fox mustache and Lindgren's uh, uh, sideburns, it, just people just don't stop talking about him, and it's kind of it's 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 odd to me. It's like and he's even asked about it in the post game press conference. So a couple different guys asking questions about his sideburns, and he and his response Man. is like. I like him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I. I. Uh, I. Well, I'm saying I'm. I'm probably one of those guys that that does probably talk about guys' facial hair a lot. So you know, I'll just say that it's just. Be, I don't know. Maybe because I grow a good beard. Uh, but I. I love a good a good set of uh, sideburns or a good mustache. So I'm. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, I probably shouldn't complain because uh, about the question that was asked in the press conference because I've always complained about. The run-of-the-mill, standard, leading questions, the softball crap that gets asked in the uh, post-game pressers, and uh, this is something different, so I should just embrace it. It's something funny. But I like to complain. No, I love it. <laughs> I I love any off 
just off the beaten path question. Any no, those are fine. Anything right. to right. give players uh, personality to allow them to not give you the static answer. Um, that's the kind of stuff I love. So right. I'm I'm all for it. Totally agree. Um, I'm looking. Uh, we pulled up his uh, his four appearances here. Uh, Charlie Lindgren. So he's uh, say against Florida. He made three of three saves uh, in that uh, overtime victory uh, against the Panthers. And then against Detroit, he saved uh, 29 of 31. Against Montreal, he saved 22 of 23. And against Dallas, he saved 33 of 34. What's been his best game so far? Was it the Dallas game? I thought it was the Detroit game, honestly. I'll say he played really well against Detroit. Yeah, I think I think he and made more he's the highlight most goals up against. He made more highlight reel saves against Detroit. I think. Yeah, M- more impressive. Yeah, I think saves. he he. I think there was a little bit of a confidence issue going into that game. Um, and let's face it, two guys that that led the way for the Blues, Nathan Walker and Charlie Lindgren. Um, Lindgren made some big saves early, and I think it gave the Blues confidence that. Hey, this guy's an NHL goalie. We can we can move on with this guy. We can we'll be fine. We don't need Huso or Biddington right now. So, yeah, I I I agree. I think Detroit was his best game so far. Yeah, I know he got start of the game in the Montreal game, and he literally like we we were right on the goal line, uh, our seats, and you know, six rows off the ice. So had a great view of him the entire game. He was good, but I, I honestly thought Dakota Joshua was the best blue in that game. Uh, but there's no way you're not giving Charlie Lindgren the start of the game, giving up one goal to the team that let him go. Right. right. That, that was just For those beautiful. of you wondering about Bill's seats, uh, he also wipes his ass with $100 bills. <laughs> so I don't know if you all knew that. You know, my daughter, my daughter asked me, she always asked me, oh, I want to sit down. How much does he cost on the glass? And I'm like, you don't want to know. It's, you know, yeah. if, if, for the three of us to go, it's going to cost like a thousand dollars. Almost. Da- Daddy but, doesn't want to talk about it, honey. <laughs> but, but I, I told her, I said, you know what? But tickets do drastically drop like a rock, like after the game starts. So yeah. I'm wondering, I was like, yeah, I'll check, I'll check StubHub and stuff. I'll see, you know, what tickets cost, um, like with real close to the ice, more close to the, to the glass. And, uh, there were seats, you know, six, seven, eight rows off the ice for $35, about 10 minutes into the first period. So I'm like, and you know, that's not a bad little plan. Kind of hang out, uh, uh, well, if there were a nice bar or something like right next door to Enterprise. Go hang out at the bar, have a couple beers, wait for the game to start, buy a ticket online, get the digital transfer, and then just walk in and go sit, uh, sit down low. That would be yeah. a bad plan. I mean, I'll tell you that those seats weren't that expensive. I bought them, I'll, you know, early last week. No, mid. I, I think I bought them Wednesday actually, and uh, I used SeatGeek, mm-hmm. and yeah, three tickets and yeah, it it was less than five hundred bucks to sit down that low. That's not and too bad. A good chunk of that was the f- damn fees you have to pay. But well, Seeky, I let, well with Seeky, at least you can see which the fees are before you actually check out. You know, right, if you want right. But otherwise, it was with StubHub, you don't. I don't think you, do you get that. You're not used to. You could like surprise fees at the end. Ticketmaster is the fucking worst. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's like you're paying for tickets twice. Ticketmaster is the devil, but you got to go through. Yeah, I, 
That was yep. Yeah. That was the when I went and bought the uh, the tickets for January seventeenth, Chris Pronger Jersey retirement night, which I am so glad it's close. It's almost here. Um, that's going to be a hell of a night, boys. It's well, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, have, I I have tickets. We, we all have tickets that game. Yeah, yeah we, we all have tickets. tickets that game. And okay. it's Martin Luther King Day, so we're all yep. off work. Yep. We will yep. all be at Center Ice Brewery. Yes, we will no all be at Center Ice. And it's funny because I went to I went to to uh, do. The, I might be there all day. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I went, not gonna lie. I went to I went to do the pre you know check in thing before the game on Sunday, and uh, I went on the NHL app and pulled up my tickets, and I saw the tickets for the Anaheim game on Sunday, and then I saw January thirteenth. Was it thirteenth? Fifteenth? Thirteenth? Whatever it is. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. The, uh, the the game against the Predators. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like. What the hell do I have tickets to that game for? <laughs> it had yep. been a long time since I bought them. I bought them before the season started, right? I'm like, what is that game for? I know I wanted to go to a game in Nashville, but that's not it. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I, so I'm like, oh, that, that's right. That's right. It's the Pronger game. That's right. We splurged a lot this year. So uh, we got tickets to January 15th uh, as well, which it's that Saturday. It's the Maple Leafs. Uh, we got that in the one of the holiday packs we bought. And then at the Ponder Cup, uh, we actually won tickets um, for the – so that was the 13th, which is that Thursday, uh, first game against the Kraken. So, yeah, we're going we're going the 13th, 15th, and 17th all in a row. And I'm like, man, I'm, we're going to feel like season ticket holders by the end of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so um... – I think that uh, Charlie Lindgren should probably celebrate his play so far with a couple beers from Centerize Brewery. What do you think? I think so. I'm all in. I'll buy the first yeah. round. <laughs> and and I'm gonna say my my goodbyes for the night. So ah, thanks okay. uh, thanks everybody in the uh, in the the chats. Uh, we'll talk with you next week. All right. Have a good one, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, Bill. Thanks for joining us. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Now oh, we can stretch out now. See, there's a lot of more room yeah. width-wise oh, on the screen so now. So much more room. <laughs> Yeah, this is that's, great. That's oh, like, I'm going to take my pants off. It's getting a little crowded. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're not allowed to do that when there's three in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, you, I already wait, have my pants hold on. Stop. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, <laughs> the rule is no pants. Yeah. The only off. time I wear pants is when I'm at your house doing the show. Right. Because I have kids and a dog. <laughs> yes, that's the only <laughs> reason why. <laughs> my dog's a liquor. Uh, oh, so, my. <laughs> um, we got some uh, comments in YouTube chat. Uh, Matt Harris said, Falk is 100% the inspiration for my current stash. What a beauty. Uh, okay. He did, he did shave it off. So, yeah, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. And Bill answered Ken Morris's question about uh, the Pekka, Matthew Pekka being related to former Sabres, Michael Pekka. And uh, it is, he's not related. 
gets that Not question really, a lot. Yep. 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 And um, Ken Morris said, uh, Blues farm depth is impressive. I thought Mackenzie McEachern would have been called up. I think Mackenzie McEachern's probably falling out of favor. Yeah, I don't think we'll – we may never see him again in yeah. a Blues jersey. And I was not impressed with his last – I mean, I think he's a warm body. He had a – I think he had a huge opportunity last year to to just take a fourth-line role, and he never really impressed last season. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking at that one too. <laughs> Man, Harris says there's so much more – there's so much room for activities. <laughs> we could do jazzercise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jazzercise. <laughs> uh, Bennington has come off COVID protocol. Seems like he's been on it for a month. Um, he is, it does seem like a long time. He's missed seven games. It seems like he's missed a lot more than that. Yeah, uh, definitely does. He is cleared to join the Blues for practice at the Centene Center. Uh, no word yet on when he'll start. Um, I'd imagine he'll probably not start right away. He'll probably start practicing. Well, and, and it's not a, it, there's no rush. There's no. absolutely no rush to get him started right away with the way Lindgren's playing. So, yeah, let I'd say as as much as my wife's going to hate me saying this, don't because she loves Bennington. Uh, don't play him Friday. You know, Lindgren already played the Stars, looked great against them. Uh, he's been great so far. Let's keep rolling with Lindgren. Let the let the hot glove. Uh, uh, keep going. I'm pulling up the schedule here, and it's running kind of slow. And, of course, it goes to October. Why would you default go to October when those games are done? Go to the current month. Come on, Blues website. Uh, now, next game is uh, you know, Friday against Dallas, the rematch uh, at home. And then it's Winnipeg. So, I mean, it's not – and then Ottawa. So, I mean, there's a couple of – against Dallas and Winnipeg, not easy games at all. Um, maybe, Maybe we see him against Winnipeg. But maybe I mean, depending on how Lindgren looks against Dallas, I might roll Lindgren against them. Maybe, maybe, maybe you do that and you give Bennington a, a what should be a softball start against Ottawa. Yeah, maybe, maybe, and then Toronto. Some tough games coming up. Uh, yep. Ottawa's the the cush game there, but yeah, it's uh, in, in Toronto too, which yes. Toronto's tough to play at home. Yeah, at Winnipeg too. At Winnipeg, at Ottawa, at Toronto. <clears throat> kind of yeah. a tough trip there with the Ottawa in between. Um, and the Devils, that's not bad. The Oilers, good team. So, yeah, it's, I'm sorry. I think you meant the Devils. The Devils. Actually, the the hockey team. <laughs> they're they're slowly phasing out. Like, you know, they they got jersey. They have hat. Yeah. You know, pants. And just, Maybe they'll just be... Uh, rebrand themselves the be, hockey team. They could be the New Jersey jerseys. <laughs> or just like the <laughs> Washington football team. They're the New Jersey hockey team. I would hate that. I think I would too. I don't mind. I don't mind all the Washington football team in a, in a in a funny way. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but they are changing that, right? Washington. They are gonna. Have I don't an actual know. Name. I. I'm not. Uh, I guess I'm not tuned into that because I have no idea. But I um, I thought they were gonna have one this. Year. I would imagine they're going to. They're the only team without a mascot at this point. Yeah. Well. Oh, wait a minute. No, wait. That's no. That's the Indians. That's right. The Cleveland Indians are changing their name to the uh, Avengers or Defenders. The Defenders. That's it. Yeah. Which, Which I didn't know. Insane. It, well, I didn't know. I thought it was weird when I first heard it, but there's a history there. There's there there are two huge statues like uh, the the city limits, like big statues that like they're like, they're called the city defenders. They defend the city for mm. this. I, I didn't know that. 
Um, from invasion from, from the rest of Ohio? Is that, <laughs> guess, is that what I it guess, is? I guess. <laughs> I guess. In the insurrection that's coming. Yeah. Uh, make sure Cincinnatiites don't get in there. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's where that comes from. So that made a little more sense to me. I don't. I didn't think it was that weird after that, but it was odd at first. Um. So uh, some people we talked about the goaltending pseudo controversy that some people were trying to say, but I I, I would say there's zip none. Uh, Bennington is your starter. Who so is your backup uh, when both are healthy? So I think I honestly think the only the biggest reason first of all you had to have Lindgren um as a insurance policy for Hofer uh you want Hofer to be getting the majority of the starts in the AHL but you've got to have somebody who can give him some help back there and Lindgren's a proven guy at least uh being able to to handle professional hockey uh so I think when he was signed it was okay yeah let's get this guy maybe a split starter with with Hofer down in Springfield but I also think part of it is let's see how he does because he is kind of a highly touted guy still at this point. Who sews up in the last year of his deal? Maybe he takes the backup role next year. Maybe we can get him cheaper in here as the backup in case Huso wants more money, which is possible. But and I still think that's the case. I still think Huso comes back mm-hmm. and Lindgren is sent back down to the AHL and they tell him. Hey, depending on how contract talks go with with Villy, you might be our backup next year. So stick around. We're going to need you. You know, I mean, I I don't think there's any trade here unless it's like you said, a package deal that includes one of those goalies. I think backup goaltenders are so uh, interchangeable. Or I mean, you'll see backup goalies move around from time to time. Uh, just if they, you know, if they, if they, uh, their contracts up and they want more money, I'm like, well, you're still a backup here. We're not going to pay that money while well, I can try and start somewhere else. Okay. Good luck. And they leave. Um, that happens a lot. Um, you'll see shifting of goalies that way. Uh, backups going somewhere else, backup to backup somewhere else for some more money or backups to maybe start or get split time with somewhere else. Uh, some comments that, that I found, uh, about this situation, uh, Real quick, before you get to that, yeah. I, I know there's probably people yelling at whatever device they're using to listen to their podcast. Let's go ahead and correct ourselves. Matt Harris in the YouTube chat. It's the Cleveland Guardians, not what the What did defenders. I say? Defender. Okay, Guardian. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Guardians. That You know, when I said Defenders, I knew it wasn't Avengers. And I said it was Defenders. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. I said it, and I'm like, what well, doesn't sound right? But I think it is. So yes, good good catch. I just went with it audience. because I trust every word you say. Well, that's your first mistake. You're my mentor, Kurt. <laughs> uh, first comment says uh, they'll be putting the they'll be. Uh, I think at some point they'll be putting either Lindgren or Huso in a trade package for a D man. That's my guess. Another comment is Huso is better than Bennington at the moment, so I don't think they'd trade him. Uh, another <laughs> comment is trade Huso. Another comment: Do we trade Huso for a prospect pick later on? Another, another comment: Huso is playing his way into a valuable trade asset. So there's a bunch. <laughs> there's a bunch of comments out there about about trading Huso, or and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't. I mean, I no. It doesn't make well, any, and, it and make like, any sense. And like we like we discussed earlier, these guys are backup goalies. Not saying they're not good goalies. Who honestly, maybe both these guys turn out to be starters in the NHL for another team. But talking about Lindgren and, and Huso. 
But backup goalies are not going to bring you much in a trade. So to yeah. say, like, can we trade Huso for a prospect or a pick? If you're wanting a pick, you might get a fifth or a sixth rounder if it's straight up. Why is you it? Know, and if, why would you do if that? If you're wanting a prospect, you're getting a very low prospect. You're getting a guy who might get you time like a Mackenzie McKecker. You know, I mean, you're not, it's not like you're going to get some high quality pick or, or prospect for a backup goalie because every team already has one of those. And every and team has most goalies. Of them are good. And every team has goalies in the HL too that they might be high on. I mean, some of them. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, I mean, if Huso there's, plays there's the entire two... season this way, he will, and, and, and the Blues say they're not going to bring him back. At the, they, they, they're, they're, they're convinced that for some reason, which I don't think this is the case, at the deadline, the Blues say, we're not bringing Huso back. He's going to want too much money. We've talked to his agent. So then maybe they trade him in that situation where he's going to, you know, his agent might want $3 million next season. Oh, we're not going to do that. Uh, he has a great year, and he could get, he plays somewhere else. So, okay, well, then we'll go with uh, somebody else, uh, Lindgren or whoever, if we still have him. Um, I think that could happen if Huso just wants too much money. Um, but just to simply trade Huso because we have Lindgren now, uh, that's not going to happen. That that that, that no. makes zero sense because of all the the, uh, the 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 developing you've done with Huso uh, over the past number of years and brought him up, and now he's playing really well. Uh, to move him just because you're getting this small sample size from Lindgren makes zero sense to me. I feel like, and again, I I don't think they that anyone knew Lindgren was going to come up here and, and play the way he has. He's played great, don't get me wrong. But the Blues scouted this guy before he came here. You know, this wasn't like a, you know, a backyard guy, a dude they just found, you know, playing street hockey, and they're like, holy shit, this guy's really good. I mean, they already knew what they were getting in him. So in a certain sense, this isn't too shocking to the Blues that he's had such a great start here. So it's not like the Blues are looking at this. The Blues management team is looking at this and saying, oh, well, Lindgren has come out of nowhere, so now we need to move Huso. They kind of already knew they had that in him. So I don't think that that all of a sudden things, the plans change. Again, I think this is a great, we got a great AHL goalie down there. If we need to lose Huso in a trade or if he leaves us in free agency, we've already got a good backup in Lindgren. I think that's all this is. The I think all these comments are just par for the course with goaltending, comments on goaltending, as long as I've been a fan, as long as I've been alive, that I've, I've been paid attention to what people say about goaltending. Before the internet, when it was sports radio call-in talk shows about the Blues and on the rare events that those, those did happen, uh, you know, people calling in complaining about goaltending or or why don't we ditch this guy and bring up the next best thing that we've got in the minors? He's playing pretty well. Bring him up, you know, and just always, it's always. It's always a bad goaltending take, and, it, and it's always been that case. It was bad goaltending takes with Elliott and Allen, um, just uh, all through the run the gamut. There's a, to the whole every uh, Joseph was running out of town. Oh, granted, the fans love Joseph. Uh, generally, I think but, I did. Well, let's let's be honest. You mentioned Allen. We're still seeing bad Jake Allen takes. Oh, to this day. Um, well, I, <laughs> and and you can see why because. 
for some reason, um, people are emotionally in love with this guy, um, men and women, not, you know, and the guy like, I, I love Jake Allen so much, you know, it's like, why? I mean, I hear he's a great guy. Um, oh and yeah. And, that, and that's fantastic. Great you know, great guy. <laughs> um, but, and, and that's great. And that's really, I mean, and this is strictly our criticism of Allen is strictly, you know, sports related on ice performance. It's nothing personal. Uh, but, but I don't, I don't, it, it just never, I don't get the, the, uh, infatuation with, um, him, uh, to that degree where he's gone and people are just in love with him. He was, I mean, it, I mean he had never I, did anything I understand here. It. I understand it to the extent of he was on the Stanley Cup team. So, like, I get it to the sense of Joel Edmondson, Robbie Fabry. When those guys were traded, I get that sentiment for that. Uh, it had to happen. I get it. I'm not saying that I, I don't agree with those trades, but I'm just saying I understand the infatuation at with with that reasoning. But, yes, you're right. That's, There's something more yeah. there. because And I yeah. don't. I never understood it. Yeah, and the infatuation with Allen was before they won the cup. There was, there was. Yeah, a, I, I love him. You'll hear you still to this day. I love him so much. It just if they, if they, uh, if they show a, yeah, when, a picture, when, a highlight uh, of Allen was here. When Montreal was here on Saturday, and he got the the, the awesome video tribute, which he deserves. I'm, sure. you know, not taking anything away from him. Um, you know, he was the blue starter here for a couple of years, but he just never took the reins and. You know, you look back at the way people were, were acting then, it was mm-hmm. the world's on fire because our starting goalie is terrible. And the minute that Jordan Bennington started playing well, we started saying, oh, well, we should give Jake another try. No, 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 no. Jake's had his opportunity. Didn't work. If you look at the you know goalies that we've had that have had far more success with this team, like Roman Turek, Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Roman Turek accomplished a whole hell of a lot more than Jake Allen did here. And yep. Roman Turek is disliked. No one, no one likes oh, he's, Roman Turek. He's a joke at this yeah. point. Right. We still make jokes, including Roman Turek. And, and I'm so the, the, and my, my point is that there, we've had a number of goalies who have done some good things here. Um, uh, never won a cup until Bennington. But, uh, you know, and fans have run him out of town. Oh, he sucks. He's terrible. Get him out of here, you know. Uh, but with Allen, for some reason, um, and it's not like he's a, a very personable character, fun-loving guy, uh, joking around. He actually, and it's, I'm just. He's not just, Joe Kelly. It's just, it's just an observation. Right. He looks like a very boring person. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> like well, as far as interviews and things like that, and like on camera stuff, he's very stoic. He's very, you know what I mean. He's not. Yeah, he, he's, he doesn't have a lot of character. Uh, uh, not animated. Um, so I'm just trying to look for the figure out the appeal here. He was one of my favorite people to interview, honestly, because he was he was way more honest than other people were. Like he he would actually say, like, yeah, I messed that one up. That was my fault. You know. And I was like, okay, we're not getting that from the other players. Even a Brian Elliott was just, you know, oh yeah, well we didn't bounce back, blah 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 blah. Like just your your generic hockey talk. Jake would give you real responses, which I appreciate. 
but yeah, and, and I get that to a certain extent of, you know, oh yeah, well, he's a real guy. He's personable. He's likable. The team loved him. But yeah, at the same time, every criticism we have of him was warranted. We, and everybody in the media that, that, that criticized him, including Jeremy Rutherford, uh, friend of the show. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was on ice performance solely. And uh, I still I still stand by that. Oh, I, I I do too. And I think it, and it was frustrating because what we do we discuss hockey on this show, on social media, have interactions, and you know when you you're trying to talk performance on the ice, and you're, if you're being critical of of Jake Allen during one of his uh, his rough patches that he had here, um, you got attacked <laughs> or criticized. For just calling it as you saw it, you know, and it was like, what the hell is going on here? I, this is not a, I, I'm not, it's not a personality. I'm not a popularity contest. I don't care. I, I'm just telling, I just, I, and I've said before, I just want a guy in the net that's going to give us the best chance to win. And more often than not, I didn't feel like it was him. And uh, if people want to love him, that's fine. But I just, I mean, I don't get it <laughs> as far as like yeah. loving the guy to death, you know, and like my favorite guy ever. Okay, that's fine. But uh, it, when when you'd get uh, you know criticized and attacked and ridiculed for uh, crit, crit, critiquing him negatively, uh, that was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Hard to understand. I still don't. Um, Ken Morris says Jake Allen is from neighboring province New Brunswick, which also borders Maine, the Pine Tree State. That's just full of facts there. <laughs> He's a fat guy. He's a, he's I, a, I like the. Uh, he's a fact finder. I like me some uh, some some Ken Morris. This guy, yeah. uh, he he always brings the knowledge. Yeah, he's uh he's like the uh, STL Blues history guy, uh, like on the fly here, kind of. Let's just just toss him out facts. There you go. There you go, Ken Morris. Make yourself a new Twitter. Call yourself Let's Go Blues Radio History. And <laughs> LGB uh, Radio History. Start start putting yeah start putting facts out like this, and and we'll. <laughs> We'll make sure you get seen. Speaking of trading goalies, the Blues did trade a goalie. They traded John Gillies. Um, oh, how we hardly knew ye. <laughs> he was signed on December 8th, played one game, then traded on December 14th to the Devils for future considerations uh, due to Bennington being activated. Gillies had to go. So, um, You know, you see guys uh, you know, get a small glimpse with the team and then get moved, and you think, Maybe there's some animosity there that the guy was moved so quickly. I think John Gillies probably is going to look back at his time as the Blues as a savior for his career. Maybe. Um, as I plays, yeah. As I mentioned, he he started this season on a tryout for an AHL team. Now he's on an NHL roster playing in New Jersey. You know, we'll see how the rest of the season goes for him. But um, I'm I, I think he's going to look back and say. Thank you, St. Louis Blues. You helped me get my career back on path. And and he played great on he Sunday. Did. And I, I wish did. him nothing but the best. Played really good. Deserved deserved the win. Uh, they gave yep. up that late goal uh, about six, five minutes to go, something like that, six minutes to go. Uh, kind of sucked. And then they went overtime. They mm-hmm. lost. And that, that Perunovic turnover, that bad play. If you're going to... Gonna 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 drool over Prunovich for the good stuff he does, which has been a lot. Uh, gotta like, come on. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Bad turnover. Get the yips yep. or something. Uh, so mm-hmm. the um, yips. Oh, the yips. you can't say that. Why not? Is that racist or something? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't you know. watch Ted Lasso, right? The yips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you can't I say that. that. You I can't say it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm supposed to say that. Holding That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, NHL is set to introduce some new COVID protocols that will last through at least January 7th. This is sure to go over very well with all of the uh, vocal minority uh, Missouri hockey fans out there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're going to love it, right? Especially some fellow podcasts. Uh, it should be noted that this decision was made with input and recommendations from medical professionals. So this isn't something that's a willy-nilly decision. Uh, these enhanced protocols are due to a rash of COVID cases across the league. More than 130 NHL players have been placed on the COVID-19 protocol list this season, including more than two dozen over the past two days. Daily testing will be done uh, instead of every third day like it is, uh, has been, but players do not have to get tested on off days. Limitations on players leaving hotels on the road. Uh, they cannot dine indoors and uh, social distance while inside facilities. All team personnel will be required to wear face masks at facilities. Uh, meetings will be held all virtually. And the NHL has recommended the booster shot, and many players have already received it. However, the league does not intend to mandate a booster shot at this time. I'm still yet to get mine. I need to do that. I have. I got mine. I got mine t- two weeks to the day before the Ponder tournament. And so the hmm. day of the tournament, it was the two-week mark, and that was at the – you the two weeks out from the booster is uh, the Moderna one anyway. I guess it's the same with Pfizer. The that says mm-hmm. you're at the peak uh, protectedness, right? Uh, right. Eff- peak efficacy of the of the booster. And so, well, okay, good. Right. I'm going to the tournament. I'll be in a locker room, a small ass locker room with a bunch of guys. Okay, I'm, yep. I'm protected as well as I can be uh, with the yep. vaccine. So that was a good time. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I so man, I'll say I I'm with. Everyone, you know, I, yes, you're going to get the people who don't like these, these new protocols here, but I, I think everyone can agree that this fucking sucks and we're so tired of it, but it doesn't mean that it's not necessary. Um, again, we're not, we're not talking about just protecting the players. We're talking about protecting the players as families. You know, a lot of these guys have elder, um, uh, parents and grandparents that they have to be protected. They they need to be protected. You know, imagine if um, I, I don't want to use anyone's name. So let's just say uh, uh, a blues defenseman has an elderly grandparent coming down to visit. And all of a sudden, oh, wait, what's that? Oh, I've, I just tested positive for COVID and I was around you all day yesterday. That player is going to feel like a piece of shit. So they're doing everything they can to make sure it doesn't happen. And it's not just families of the players either. It's arena staff. It's uh, the day-to-day operations people for the teams. Um, they got to protect everybody. And and I get why they're doing it. It sucks. I'm with every person that feels that way. But it has to be done. And I don't – is this life now? Maybe. But, uh, unfortunately, this is life right now. So – until that changes, this is just the kind of stuff we're going to have to see and deal with. And people, and people will say uh, one of the common uh, rebuttals to this is that uh, why are players without symptoms being put on the COVID list, a, a COVID protocol list? And well, so if you knowingly let a player play with COVID 
that doesn't have symptoms. They feel perfectly fine and they play and they give it to somebody else or a few other players that all of a sudden do have symptoms. And, you know, cause sometimes players, I mean, even as healthy as they are and as in shape as they are, except for Phil Kessel, Phil Kessel should be concerned. <laughs> Phil Kessel should be concerned. I mean, hopefully he is fully vaccinated. Everyone is apparently except for, uh, 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 Bertuzzi in the Detroit. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> he should be like a spokesperson <laughs> because, Hey, Hey, I'm sitting over here. You know, I like my hot dogs. And so I'm not in the best of shape. So I need to, um, I need extra protection from you guys. So herd immunity around me, please. Um, but so the, like I said, there's something about, there's the, one of the common things is to say that, uh, why are people playing that aren't, uh, why are people being, being put on the COVID protocol list that aren't showing symptoms? Because if they come into contact with other players, give it to them, and then they have symptoms, then then you're passing on something to somebody when you could have sat them, and then they're going to have they then they may have complications. So it's not. I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of players don't. Have, Bozak has symptoms. He said he felt like crap. Um, yeah, and, so, and his whole family. Yeah, his whole family uh, had, had issues. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's that's why, and that that's that, that's a. So you're trying to prevent that, even though it's. It's very, and it's, as many, you know, uh, precautions as they're taking in the league, um, and to see how it's still spreading like it is, it's still, it's still fairly common, uh, just shows how contagious it is. Can you imagine if they didn't do any of this and they just let players play and did what, you know, the vocal minority wants to do is just, just get back to normal, you know, just ignore everything. Um, they would, they have to cancel the season. I don't, yeah. I don't know how they would, uh, Unless you're not testing, you know, but I mean, even then you're going to have, you, if someone comes down sick with symptoms, you were in a pandemic, you're going to want to get tested to see if it is COVID because you don't want to give that to your family or whoever else. And you yeah, can't, it, I, I, it, it goes, I, it, it goes it, back to what I said. If, if, if you have an elderly neighbor, if yeah. you have somebody uh, who's at high risk, uh, who's sitting on the, the, the first row in the glass, you know, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, there's so many variables that 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 cause this to have to be done the way the NHL is having to do it, and I don't know. I get and yes, everybody's out. Well, the Omicron variant is, uh, you know, it's not even ho- really hospitalizing people. Well, guess what? It still is to some people, and it's still a disease and still a sickness, and can still lead Here's, to problems down the road. The de- I just saw the news tonight. The Delta, the the Delta virus, the Delta variant is makes up like 96 or 97 percent of the cases in the u.s Mm -hmm. so and the delta is worse it's bad it can be so that's that's the concern i I think if maybe if omnicron maybe if delta wasn't a thing at at all and if omnicron was the dominant 97 percent and nobody was like being hospitalized for it then we're probably talking a different situation maybe right there's no serious side effects from it or very, very few people are, are having serious issues with it. Um, maybe that's a different situation, but the situation we're in now, it's like, I mean, like I said, these, these decisions aren't made willy nilly. Um, it, it, they're, they're going by the advice from medical professionals, uh, that know their stuff. And I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know more than they do. I don't think anybody should. So uh, I, you, you just kind of got to go with what they're recommending and until we're through it. I, and I think um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, with, with uh, who, uh, who got hit hard, the, the, 
The Flames. Calgary. The Flames got hit hard. Yeah. They had some games. They had some game, the postponed games. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if any other teams have games postponed. It'd be interesting to see if the, the initial players go to the Olympics, which they have until January 10th to decide on that. Uh, like, yes or no, Jeff, right now, if you had to decide, if you had to guess if the NHL players were going to play in the Olympics right now, what would you say, yes or no? If you would have asked me 48 hours ago, I think I would have said yes. Right now I'm saying no. And the biggest reason is because the biggest voice in the NHL has already said that he thinks that it might be a bad idea, and that's Connor McDavid. Uh, he says he's got concerns about it. Uh, his, aren't I think his concerns the hearing the, from how, an? Aren't his concerns like the uh, the protocols that'll be in place at the Olympics? Yes. Yeah. And Which, how bad that's, it is over there? That's yeah. enough to yeah. to make the NHL say, "Yeah, uh, that's a good point." You know, and and I mean they've obviously got people researching this and on this more than the players themselves, but um, I think just with a with a player of his magnitude coming out. And basically being very honest and saying, I don't know about this. Uh, I think it's going to make the NHL second guess and say, yeah, we, if this happens, let's say we go against what our star player said and what other people are even saying, and we still send our players. And then all of a sudden these guys all come back and they got COVID and they got to sit out. All of a sudden, every star in the league is yeah. not starting back the NHL season. I mean, yeah. you don't want that. Can you imagine the train wreck if while over there, it just like half the players get it? Yeah. I mean, you can't have that. I mean, that's, that's, and, and, and what would, I mean, well, what are they going to do anyway? I mean, I, I guess if they don't send the players and they're going with the amateurs, right? College and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that'd be, I would, I'd still, I'd still love to watch that. I mean, I, I'll say I, I watched them four years ago and it was great. Yeah. It's Olympic hockey. So I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, go USA, right? So, whatever. Yeah. Um, I and I, yeah, I, and I think I would probably be in the same boat with you. I'd say no, that they wouldn't go. Um, and it's gonna piss off some players because I know yeah. some some players are on record as saying I don't care, um, what the situation is. I want to go no matter what. But that's not a. But that's here's not, the issue. That's not kind of my You you go over there. And all of a sudden, you're there four days, and you test positive. Guess what? You're missing pretty much the entire tournament. Yeah, you're not playing. It, it, I assume they would. I assume that's the rule. I assume if you test positive, you can't play. That would make oh, sense. Yeah, to me. I don't You'd know. Be quarantined. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I assume so. I don't know what it is in China or with the Olympics or what they're. I assume it's the same kind of quarantine rules that NHL has. Yep. I don't. Know, it'd be interesting. I. I mean, it's coming up. There's a, it's only a month away, less than a month away before the decision has to be made on whether they're playing or not. So, and it's getting worse in the NHL. So, we'll see. Uh, Ken Morris says does not look good for NHL players going to China. I can imagine how long a player with COVID could be held in quarantine in China. Yeah, uh, good point. Uh, let's see. Uh, Matt Harris adds, uh, just a mix, just mix a little of the vaccine into a hot dog for Kessel. He'll be fine. There's your comment of the show, folks. Congratulations, <laughs> well, Matt Harris. Well, Matt Harris, uh, wait, which one was that? Did you read? 
The hot dog for Kevin. Okay. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. He, Matt Harris also said, I've gotten all five shots, Moderna, Pfizer, both Johnson & Johnson's, and my tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, joking aside, please, the love of God, everyone get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, we're on board. We that. echo that. I mean, it's yep. it, it's the – there. I have not – I've been talking with people a long time about this, and I have not been given a good reason to not get vaccinated unless you're – medically uh, unable to for you're allergic to something in the vaccine or something like that. So if you're health, if you're, if you're, you know, able to get the vaccine, get vaccinated, please. Yep. Um, uh, Oh, and uh, Ken Morris said that uh, the Pronovich, we talked about the Pronovich turnover that uh, lost the game against uh, Anaheim. He said, and Scotty P gets benched against the stars. Uh, he well, he was sick, so they said. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, and I'll say with that uh, that play in overtime that led to uh, Troy Terry scoring on the uh, the uh, penalty shot. I mean, he was exhausted by the end of that play. Uh, but I will say, I did not. I, the only thing that pissed me off about that hook was he stopped moving his feet. I think if he keeps moving his feet, there's a chance that the referee looks the other way and says, play can keep going. Or but just I mean, calls he, a penalty. Or, yeah, or just calls a penalty. But, I mean, he hooked him and then just stopped churning feet. Well, and he, that right there, that's that's the jet skiing stuff we that's saw the, in the night. Yeah, the water skiing. Yeah, yeah, you just, just, yeah. just hooking, which I did. Uh, I'd hook the shit out of somebody if they're on a breakaway, and I'd hook him, I'd pull myself up to him. <laughs> yep. And I wouldn't get called. And that's what was... Brunovich was doing. I yeah. I will say to, yeah. that if he, I just wish he would have kept his feet churning, and I think there's a chance maybe you don't get a penalty shot on that play, but uh, that was a, uh, I was going to say it even though he's a young guy. That was a piss-poor decision on his part. Keep the legs moving, kid. And uh, I think maybe he, maybe he saw the replay, I hope. And learned his lesson because yeah well, that that uh, he didn't play that well at first. At first, I thought my first thought was on that that he, like, oh that was a good penalty because it's a breakaway otherwise. And I'm thinking, oh wait, no, they might call a penalty shot. Surely they won't overtime, right? Oh, they did. They called a penalty shot. Yep. So I'm like, oh, was that a good decision or not? I'm like, probably Plus not. Plus, it was one of the hottest goal scorers in the league too. Yeah, I mean, just maybe harass him and. I don't know, dive and I don't know. That's yep. That's my point. Harass him. You, you just keep your stick and keep poking at his hands. You know, but again, there's a chance you don't even get a penalty call in overtime, but you got to think what's the, what's the best chance your feet and you just latch on. That's a penalty. Every time they're going to call a penalty shot. Every time, I guess you got to determine and in a short amount of time, what's the best chance for our team to not allow a goal here. Is it the breakaway during the game or is it a penalty shot? I think it's typically the breakaway, but during the game have, yeah, during mm-hmm. the game, but, but, but tip, Maybe. but I will say that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a calculated move because yeah, you, you'd say, okay, a breakaway is a better shot for our goalie than a, uh, than a penalty shot. But, um, it's also because, there's a chance you don't get the penalty call. If you if you right. harass and you're just bugging them from from you know all the way down the ice, there's a chance the referee looks the other way. But when you are just 
I'm going to take this penalty. Oh, yeah. That's not the right call. Yeah, because you could, I mean, because like you said, he stopped skating and he just tried to hook him. I mean, he's like, I'm taking a penalty and that's the way he it is. He tried to yank him down. Yeah. He did. And I'm like, maybe he didn't even think about it being called a penalty shot. Maybe he just like, yeah. I'm taking a penalty here because otherwise it could be a goal. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. I, it, it could be, a, it's a bang, bang, split decision kind of a thing. So maybe just didn't think it through all the way. Uh, rapid fire tidbits. We are on this, right? Yeah. Rapid fire yeah. tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, Ben Bishop has retired. Uh, he officially announced this on Tuesday due to a degenerative issue in his knee. He said he realized his career was over after allowing eight goals and a rehab start versus, uh, with the AHL's Texas stars. And after the game, his knee was swollen again. This was after surgery. So, uh, Bishop said the first sign of trouble with the knee came during a seven-game loss to the St. Louis Blues in the second round of the 2019 playoffs. That was a very – I felt bad for Bishop in that series. There was that goal that he, he got hit up high and got knocked down. They scored that goal when he was on the ice. And then the, the – He uh, – well, uh, and, and I mean, obviously he, the played goal. His, he played his ass off in game seven. He I did. Mean, that was some of the best goaltending we've seen at uh, Enterprise Center. And really, the Stars had two glorious chances. Mm-hmm. Probably more to win was uh, uh, Ben's wraparound mm-hmm. uh, that he just he didn't tuck it in close into the post and shot it more towards the yep. middle of the goal and Bennington's pad happened to be there. Uh, if he puts it six inches more to the right, it's in. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, um, who was it that had the old wide open net? Wide open net. Cagliano. Cagliano, and flipped it yeah. wide. Just I mean, he was yep. in the he was on top of the crease, top of the crease, wide open net, just. Just and it was on its edge, and it just he shot it, just flipped wide. I was like, oh, my yep. heart sank. My heart sank yep. when that play developed. I thought, oh, it's over because it's wide open. Net, yep, and he just missed it. It grazes the outside of yep. the net. Oh. Same thing. The minute the minute that pass came across to him, it was that moment where I just put my head down. I didn't even watch. I put my head down, yeah. and I was like, nope. And then next thing I hear is the the announcer say, oh, he put it wide, and I'm like. No fucking way. <laughs> uh, uh, people talk about Ben's chance always and never talk about Cogliano's. And to me, that one was a, that was a bigger chance. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was an easy goal. I mean, uh, Ben is, is trying to wrap around. It's a tough chance. He did a good job to get it on net. But I mean, Cogliano's is like, he's got half a net to shoot at and he's just, and he's in front you gotta of the wonder goal. If that's, you got to wonder if that's star power. It's Probably. Jamie Ben. Nine times out of ten is going to score on that goal. Yeah, sure. Whereas Cagliano, a guy who's not known for scoring a ton of goals, maybe he doesn't put that in most of the time. That would have that would have bugged me as bad as losing to Chicago um, in sixteen and fifteen, sixteen, fifteen. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what that that Ben scoring uh, in a wraparound? Just I know yeah. I know you're you're uh you're, you enjoy Ben. He's one of my most hated players, and for him to beat us in in, in overtime, and oh man, that would have ate at me forever. Yeah, that would have been it. Would have been hard to swallow for me too. <laughs> I get it. Um, but no, back to back to Ben Bishop. Yeah. Uh, I I I know I've told this story before, but um, I think I've told this on the on the podcast before. Was it during your time um, in media? No, this was long <laughs> before my media days. Um, this was actually, uh, those would have been 2005 was when he graduated, uh, Chaminade. So yeah, this would have been the summer of 05. Um, 
I had a, a friend of mine who went to Chaminade, graduated with Ben Bishop, and um, so we were we were in line on uh, we were at Six Flags at Hurricane Harbor, and we were going down the ri- I can't right never remember the name of the, the rides there, but the the really big water slide up there. Um, we were at the top, and we saw Ben Bishop. Uh, he was about five people ahead of us, and and uh, my buddy uh, his name's MJ. MJ was like. It's like, man, that's that's Ben. I know Big Ben. I know him. And I'm like, well, fucking say something to him. Say hi. Because he had just been drafted by the Blues. And and he was just like, no, 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 I don't want to bug him. And I'm like, dude, come on, just say something. So right before he goes down the slide, well, okay, so backstory. He tells me before that, he says, he says, yeah, Ben actually uh, copied off me in math and passed math because of me. And I was like, yeah, okay. Ben seems like a smart guy. That That's ridiculous. And so... Right before Ben's going down the slide, I go, hey, Ben, my buddy MJ says hi. And he turns around. He looks at him. And he goes, oh, hey, man, thanks for helping me pass math. <laughs> and I was like, nice. That's okay. Funny. And then as he's going down, as he's going down the water tube, he goes, we just hear him yell all the way down, Shabadon. <laughs> and it was just one of the funniest things in the world to me. So. Every time, whenever I would like try to like get close to him when I was, you know, in the um, like, you know, six, seven, eight rows from the ice, I would always yell Shamanad and hope that he would respond. He never did. But um, just a, 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 a awesome career for this guy. Yeah. And um, really, really sad that he didn't get a Stanley Cup. He came so close that year against the Blackhawks. Uh Obviously, came close against the Blues. Uh, that would have been a good year for the Stars to advance. I think they would have. Uh, uh, I think they would have taken out the Sharks, uh, maybe even the Bruins. So tough to see. I love this kid. Um, you know, I know that uh, you know he's played for some rivals for the Blues, but man, I uh, I, I really hoped he was going to bounce back. I wanted to see that bounce back story. Him to win the Masterton, come back, be a great starter. It just he, unfortunately happened in a way that, uh, you know, we never could have predicted before. He had so many injury problems, just riddled his entire career. Uh, he missed all but three games during the Stars' run to the Cup Final in 2020. Uh, had surgery to repair his meniscus, then reevaluated that the, and then, that, sorry, sorry, surgery to repair his meniscus, then revealed that the cartilage was wearing away and he was essentially playing bone on bone, which, Results in sharp pain, uh, especially making butterfly saves, apparently. And uh, Steve Eiserman, I remember, had this degenerative issue in his knee where bone was on bone and uh, helped end his career. So uh, it's kind of I, that, when the cartilage goes away. Eiserman, luckily for Eiserman, it was later in his career that they right. found this. It was it was the end of his career, right? And, he was probably almost ready to retire anyway. Yeah. And with Bishop, it, it just... And and I I've heard that the guys that are that tall and lanky they can have this kind of issue more often, and you know obviously Ben's the still right the biggest goalie to ever play in the NHL. Um, I think that's right. I could be wrong on that, but he's, uh, I mean, just a competitor and was an unbelievable. Uh, I loved for how tall and lanky and just kind of awkward he looked. Man, he was still so technically sound. I love the way he played goal. That was the knock on him. Well, I remember, I remember, you know, like I said, uh, <laughs> uh, sports talk, call-in shows and whatnot for 
for a, a criticism of uh, comments on goaltending has always been like a shit show, right? I remember mm-hmm. specifically a lot of people saying, oh, he's too big. He's too big to play goal. He's too big. He can't, he's not going to be able to move as easy. He's, he's, he's too, too tall, not covering the net. Um, yeah, that was, that was a thing from Blues fans uh, back when he first came up. And uh, Ken uh, Morris said that, uh, say, I wish Ben Bishop would have had a stint with the Blues. And he did, Ken, to start his career. 13 yeah. games. Small stint. Very early. First, uh, first, he played six games for the Blues in 08, 09, and seven in uh, 2010, 11. And then he was traded to Ottawa. Yep. For a uh, uh, second-round pick in 2013, which was Thomas Vanelli. Yeah, which we thought he was going to turn out to be something. And he never played in the NHL. We never did. Never yep. played. Um, but he was traded because uh, the Blues had a little bit of a log jam in goal. Uh, they had signed Brian Elliott just because they wanted to push Ben Bishop. In, in my opinion, I think that's still the case. They wanted to push Ben Bishop uh, to be the backup. They wanted to have a veteran guy in camp to to push him. Well, then we all know what Brian Elliott did. He came in and played phenomenal, and that kind of pushed Bishop down the ladder. And then it was Jake Allen was also mm-hmm. uh, you know just coming coming in. And he looked like a great goalie. So Blues had quite the logjam. They had to do something. And the goalie they moved was Bishop. It was Halak and Elliott got, got the, were yep. the starters and the, and the backup that season. And they almost split time. Um, they're both playing so well. That was the year they won the, the Jennings uh, with the lowest yeah. GAA. It was crazy. Yeah. They, they played amazing. Um, they were phenomenal. Yeah. They and, they both had like eight shutouts that season. It was and then, ridiculous. And then next season, uh, Allen, all three played uh, a little bit. With the Blues, so Allen, uh, Elliot, and Hawk. So the Blues had a; they were rich in goaltending at the time, and yep. higher. You know, th- there was higher aspirations for Allen than what he actually achieved. So th- they were high on him, real high. So I mean, they; I mean, it made sense. Yeah. How, how long did we hear that Jake Allen was the starter of the future for the Blues? Oh, a long time. I mean, you can't have two guys be your starter of the future. You can't have Allen and Bishop and. I stand by. I know there's a lot of people that that still say the Blues moved the wrong goalie, which they, you know, in hindsight, yeah, they did. But I don't um, think they did. At, I mean, they did? maybe they didn't. Uh, well, I, uh, only because injuries he's considered. Injuries. Yeah, yeah, he just couldn't stay healthy. I mean, he was. Yeah. Bad. I mean, he had some really good. He had some good seasons and 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 great seasons. But man, he was just so hurt so often. Well, and he was having some issues in the AHL at the time. Uh, he just was not putting up the numbers the Blues expected. Allen was playing a little better. And so it was, you know, the Blues looked at it and said, we got to make a move here. That We have to get rid of one of these guys. We're not going to be able to bring them both up because at the time, I think they thought Halak was going to be a starter for a couple of years. Uh, you know, and then at the time, Brian Elliott was was challenging him even for the starting job. So there's just, you got four goalies in the, in the NHL and AHL that, honestly could have stepped in as a starter in the NHL at any point. They had to move one of them. And I agreed with the decision to just go ahead and move Bishop and give Allen his, his time in Peoria at the time. I, I still stand by, I I'm okay with them moving Bishop it, at yeah. the time. It seemed like the right move. Cause what, what do you do then if you've got, if you keep Bishop and then you have Bishop Halak and Elliot, well then what do you do? I mean, yeah. you, you, 
you still you still trade Bishop, don't you? I mean, with the way Halak yeah. and Elliot were playing, you can't exactly. I mean, when Elliot was here, he had the best goals against average and best save percentage in the NHL over those four or five seasons. You can't. Well, let's that. let's not forget too that when Bishop went to Ottawa, uh, he had a little bit of a, a good stint with them, but for the most part, he was playing for their AHL team. So they were seeing the same thing the Blues were seeing at the time. So it wasn't just piss-poor management by the Blues. It was, well, this guy really isn't proving himself too much to be an NHL goalie. It really wasn't until he got to Tampa yeah. that he really turned his game around. In Ottawa, he played. He was with Ottawa for two seasons, and he played 23 games Yeah, so for them. And then he took off, and yeah, like you said, Tampa Bay, was. he played 227 games there. Uh, nine two one save percentage with Tampa, two two eight goals against average, by far his uh, best numbers. Uh, and that's his career one numbers: of, nine two one and uh, percentage and two three two, GAA. So real good, uh, career numbers. Tampa's so. had some really good goalies, and he will sit a, a atop those really good goalies for a long time. And that just goes to show how long of a good career he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, bleedingblue.com, a site that's been around for a, you know, quite a while. Um, listed, this was five years ago, an article wrote five years ago, I, I found it, um, listed the Blues uh, trading Bishop as one of the top 10 worst trades they've ever made. And this was five uh, five years ago. So um, I'm not sure I agree with that. Uh, I don't agree with that because of we talked about it before, but I think the return was, I, I guess the return was terrible. So if, I guess for how good a player the Bishop was in the NHL, even though it was injury prone to death, um, you know, Vanelli amounted to nothing. So I guess in that respect, it wasn't a good trade um, for the Blues. But, you know, of of the goalies they could have moved, I mean, I guess she moved Allen. But like I said, if you, then you got Bishop and Elliott and Hawk, and then what? You, you, yeah, you, you're you having the same problem. You still had to move him. Now, could you get more from yeah. him? Like, I don't know. At the time, he was – he hadn't played much. Um, he didn't have – Hardly well, any NHL experience. He had, this he had goes, 13 this games goes, played. This goes back to our conversation earlier and he wasn't about good. moving Billy Huso. Billy Huso's great goalie. Don't get me wrong, but right now you're not getting anything for him. He's a backup goalie, and you know, and yeah, he's he's good. But every team has somebody they can rely on as their backup, and it was the same thing then. Ben Bishop was a good goalie. But he wasn't proven at that point that he could be elite. He had plenty. He had a couple of years to prove that, and he still hadn't. So it was, we have to move him. His, and yeah. it was, he could have made the same case for Allen, yes. But the Blues chose, and they oh. probably it was probably that they were both available, and they just got a better offer from Ottawa to get Ben Bishop. So they so took with, it with St. Louis. Bishop had thirteen games played, had a. Eight nine six save percentage and a two point eight three GAA. So the return for him was Vanelli, um, who never played in the NHL. Bishop's numbers weren't good in early uh, in his career with the Blues. Thirteen games, way too early to really fa- fairly assess him as a player, right? But uh, but yeah, I don't. I mean, you weren't trading a guy that just won the Vesna, you know for Vanelli who, who never, who was maybe Vanelli was supposed to be great and never developed. I could see that happening with being a bad trade, but I think at the time, you know, at the time this trade was made, 
I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a bad move, but when you're dealing with riches, you got to move somebody. So, uh, so we just got a question from Ken. I think I know the answer, but I don't want to say it. Uh, if I'm no, wrong, uh, so you? he asked, uh, who was the higher? Well, I'm, I, there's a chance I'm wrong. He said, who was the higher draft pick? Uh, Jake Allen or Ben Bishop? I believe Jake Allen was higher. And now that I'm looking it up, Jake was a 2008 second round fourth pick. So 34th overall. Yeah. Bishop was 85th. Bishop was oh, 85th. Wow. Yeah. So Allen okay, was much, so high, yeah, much higher. Yeah. So Allen was much higher pick. Yep. And yeah, that, that probably factored into it too. Sure. But either way, Ben Bishop, hell of a goalie. Loved seeing him play. I loved seeing the success he got. Um, I know that some Blues fans got a little mad at him during the the uh, the series in 2019. Um, well, Benson took a swing at him. He's the opposing goalie. Yeah, he took a swing. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. I'm fine with that. That was with um, a stick too. Remember that? That was with a stick. Yeah, it was. That was another stick swing. Against but him. no, I, uh, I, 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 I wished we would have seen more of of Ben Bishop and and I I, I hear that the rumor is he is definitely going to stick around the game and I hope he does um, because yeah he's he's a smart guy and uh, he's a personality so uh, yeah good good career Ben and I hope you stick around I hope you get to win a Stanley Cup in another way I mean he's thirty five you know I mean I, I, he's not it's not like he's uh, twenty eight I I, I, yeah, I but he last. His last game was he was 33, right? Well, I'm saying that. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that he he says he still feels like he can play at a high level. He's just his knee won't let him, and uh, and maybe he could. You know, maybe you know, he's got a, maybe got a couple few more years. But he, I mean, he's still 35, so I mean, he's 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 getting up there. And as far as uh, you know, age where you, you never know which way it's going to break for you. So 35, yeah. 36, 37, especially especially for a goalie. But yeah, great career. I mean, sad to see it end the way it did. You never want to go We've out a, on these terms. You want to go out on your terms. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing that sucks. I, I always hate when I see a player is forced to retire because of injury. You know, it's uh, or or just because he can't even even when he can't find a job. You know, like Troy Brower just officially announced his retirement, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you you still had hope, huh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it no, is funny. No offense it- to him. Isn't it funny when you <laughs> you announce retirement when absolutely nobody will take you? It's like, well, yeah, yeah you're retiring because it's going to... That's like if I were unemployed and I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just not going to work. And right you now. announce, yeah, I'm not going to work anymore. <laughs> no, no, you can't You can't do that. It's, it's kind of like, like boycotting going to Blues games because they have a mask mandate. You can't boycott something that you aren't allowed to attend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, a vaccine man, a vaccine uh, requirement. Vaccine man. If you're unvaccinated, yeah. you're refusing vaccinated. You can't boycott the Blues games if you aren't allowed to go there in the first place. <laughs> that's true. Very good point. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, a famous tweeter in the YouTube chat, Mister Blues Fan Reacts. Says, "Sup, hey. boys. Hey, buddy. How's hey. it going? Hey, you better uh, copyright that that uh, YouTube comment. Someone will steal it." <laughs> nice uh that's a nice callback you know i mean <laughs> don't steal people's stuff just don't be creative on your own 
And he's not calling out Blues fan reaction. That. Right. stole his stuff is yes. what he's saying. He, 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 he made a very uh, uh, funny uh, tweet, and, uh, and it was stolen. <laughs> it, was some, it was some good observational humor. Yes, right. And his went viral. The other one didn't, so that was, that's good. Yeah. But mm-hmm. <laughs> he's laughing. Yep. I'm telling you, copyright stuff, man. Don't, 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 don't. He, he told me he was like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay." No, it's not okay. <laughs> content creators yep. unite. That is that is one of Kurt's biggest pet peeves is uh, when content gets stolen. I so had, look at this. Look at you. This. See, you will can you will? Yeah, I have actually. Yes, you see that right I've there. I've seen that. Taken that's a, a couple times. That's a that's a sticker that I designed. It's a stag beer, blues hockey sticker that we sell on our website. And uh, there's a shop in Belleville, Illinois, that stole the design and put it on some T-shirts. Yep. So I, and I've seen those at games. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> and I contacted him about it, and I. Uh, Asked him, you know, just for an explanation or whatever, and he ignored me. So <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, to, you know, address that kind of a thing without, you know, if you want to get a lawyer, it's a hassle. But right. So uh, what else we got? Any other comments? The Blues fan reacts. Uh, you, you joined late. Yeah, he joined. <laughs> We get that a lot on this show. It's funny because we'll get people, I guess, who like maybe jump on YouTube. You know, maybe they're like laying in bed or just kind of scrolling on their phone. And 11.30, 11.15, they'll tune in and be like, oh, hey, guys. And it's like, I think we had that with uh, uh, the old bluesy bug did that once or twice. Yeah. We get uh, that with Oilers Live guy a lot. Yes. Um, and it's like, guys, we start 9.15, 9.30, like every Wednesday. Be here early and talk with us all show. We'd love it. <laughs> or late, too. I mean, it's fun. You're just missing out, that's all. That's right. Uh, Blues Fan Reacts says, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone stealing my shit has a terrible sense of humor. LMAO. Hmm. I disagree. I think you're a very funny man. Funny looking. Oh! oh anyway. Burn! Kidding. Kidding, joking. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Uh, Derek says uh, Alan was 34, hence his number, right? I believe that's why he's 34. Also, yeah, that sounds right. Also, uh, your number for goalies is fairly limited. Um, you you don't see goalies wearing like uh, 21 or uh, you know 65. You know, the goalies goalies typically wear was it uh, what I've seen 28, 29, 30, 31, 30, 31, 33, one. Uh, one, a uh, forty, thirty-four, thirty-five. 35. I think seven was only the goalie. I think thirties, uh, fifty, some forties, kind of be a little more fifty. But yeah, forty-one. You, you don't see you don't see teens ever. Twenties uh, really hardly ever, um, or high numbers for some reason. And you know what? That's kind of why the goalies don't get the numbers retired because how can you retire? Uh, a few goalie numbers, and you run out of numbers. Kind of odd. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Thought about that. Uh, I think we're about to wrap the show up. Unless uh, any other folks want to join late. (laughs) 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 
support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Idealife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And Jeff, that was that special again that uh, you discussed earlier in the show for Idealife? Oh, it's Sanicide uh, Savings. Yeah, it's all right. Um, ooh, okay, hang on. Uh, go ahead and keep going. I'll... I'll uh, all right, Blues Fan React says uh, Vasilevsky is 89, so that's a strange one. Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe there's no rules against goalies having other numbers, but you just don't see it for some reason. Uh, and by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their tap room located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. Yes, Jeff. Uh, so that deal with rockinthatidlife.com. Santa size savings, $20 off the retail burn box. Plus $40 instant savings on ID Nutrition. These are for customers and VIPs only. So you have to sign up, be a customer. Text our friend Dustin, and uh, he will clue you in more on the details. And remember as well, uh, subscribe and save. So if you do a subscription box with them, over a six-month period, you're saving $360, which is he's giving pretty stuff ridiculous. Away. He's giving. He away. really is at this point. I don't. I don't know how he's making any money. The phone uh, number. The phone number is in the show notes. So if you, if you yeah. want to reference it later, too. I got it right here. Six three six three nine three eight seven four five. That number again. Six three six three nine three eight seven four five. Dustin Paul with rockinthatidlife.com. Tell him let's go blues radio sent you. And his number is also in the show notes below on YouTube. So check that oh, out. Nice. Yeah. Always there. Standard. So constant. It's like an ad 24-7. Uh, that'll wrap up episode 14 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thank you for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, please get vaccinated, and let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.